Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight we have got another group episode going. And this could be a fucking weird one. We've got Eric Marable, <laughs> Kyle Cole, and David Isaac. What is up, gentlemen? What's up, guys? What's happening? Yo. <laughs> uh, so, we got some weird shit on the agenda tonight. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't ask for anything more. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. Just the the group thread leading up to this has been fucking fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I think I I think I actually apologize to Eric for being a trek for calling him a trekkie, and I take it all back. Fuck that. You're still a trekkie. <laughs> I fucking got it on. I got it. You wrote that shit down, dude. I have it. I'm gonna fucking print it up on one of those fucking like line. Fucking printers, I'm gonna send that shit to your house. <laughs> you know, I forgot to tell you when uh you sent me the Harley bat and I had opened it, I saved the box and put it up and I forgot all about it. And one day my kid was looking for something, he goes, What the fuck is this? There's a dick on the box and I'm like Eric Marable drew the dick. <laughs> As soon as you said that, I knew, I knew what you were going after. <laughs> oh, fuck. Because <laughs> fucking Scott sent me, fucking Scott sent me three figures after it. Because I sent you and him both those bats. He sent me three figures, and on one of the flaps of the box, he drew a little fucking dick in there. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then i got that i don't know if you saw the unboxing video joe vitale sent me some stuff and he i was watching yeah. it live while you did it fucking remember joe we, we, yeah. we were right we were podcasting at the time we actually were talking about it while you were opening it i told you i fucking drinking a margarita no <laughs> Just, yeah, he sent that fucking yeah. joe prime fucking page on there and he put a dick on optimus prime that was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh Jesus! So, well, looking at the the list here, um, I got Ancient Aliens at the top. Has anybody else watched this? I know Kyle's a big fan. I don't yep. know. That's a documentary, right? Sort of. It's like a series that's on the History Channel. Yeah, it's got. I think like I think it's on like its tenth season. Oh shit! Jeez. Oh shit! I is watched it, is, a little bit of one of them. I don't know what it was. Is they, that where the meme comes from with the guy with the fucked up hair? And yes. He has his, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They they had uh, an original. Uh, it was just a little mini series, just a ninety minute episode thing. But then they spun off into its own series, and yeah, ten episodes or ten seasons. Damn. Jesus Christ. That dude with the crazy hair, his name is Giorgio Sukalos. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's fucking awesome. Oh, he Gior- is. That's a name. Right? <laughs> it's Greek as fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's wild, too, is if you go back and go through some of the old Joe Rogan podcasts, he's been on there like two or three times. Oh, and that's it, not surprising. And like he's totally unfiltered on there, so you're like hearing him cuss and stuff, which is kind of weird because... You know, I've, I'd watched a bunch of Ancient Aliens, and so it was kind of strange just hearing that guy unfiltered. Yeah, that would be interesting. 
he's like talking about these like people who are detractors and stuff and he's like these people are fucking crazy and it's like dude you're the one with the crazy hair (laughs) okay i'm just gonna point that out right away (laughs) but but yeah the whole the whole well the whole thrust of it is that they there's like this belief that aliens visited the earth a long time ago and kind of gave some knowledge to human beings and like helped us along in in our i don't know if evolution is the right way but it just kind of gave us some some education and whatnot yeah yeah like they didn't necessarily build the pyramids but they kind of pointed the way on how to do it or something like that Yeah, gave us the knowledge and the technology but we still all did it and actually in some of the newer seasons they uh have talked about uh, that we are actually part of them. Like they put their genes into uh, the uh, like Neanderthals and that of that time. And it, <laughs> dude, it, I was just, I was just thinking, aliens fucking came down and they fucked a bunch of Neanderthals and knocked them up, and then just like fucking like Jerry's fucking whatever the fuck show it is, Spring, Jerry Springer, they knocked them up. <laughs> And they fucking bailed. And all the Neanderthals <laughs> had Homo sapiens as kids because we're like half alien and half fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> and you just fucking said they put a, their DNA in the fucking Neanderthals. <laughs> Holy shit. DNA, not sperm. <laughs> DNA and sperm. <laughs> okay, they spliced the DNA. So they were all twins. hey i'm sorry i derailed i'm gonna fucking if you if you you want to go on that route we're all related because of adam and eve (laughs) oh Oh, dear god (laughs) maybe that was the aliens fucking names (laughs) (laughs) well there's a theory that goes back and it's like to ancient sumer and it's with the anunnaki and they bring that up a lot in ancient aliens as well is that the Anunnaki was this race of gods that came from the sky in these like flying machines. And they basically kind of what Kyle was saying, they spliced DNA with humans as a way to type. What was it to like have us mine like stuff for them, like gold or something like that. Uh, yeah. Cause supposedly the, the theory is that all their, gold and other minerals where they're from is depleting and all that so they came here to get more <laughs> it's kind of like independence day right <laughs> yeah they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't mind like the asteroid belt yeah right i mean you'd think that that would be yeah. way easier to do just the raw materials are just floating around in space yeah they're like we need a hundred ounces of gold and then we're out but <laughs> But on the upside, we'll give you some of our DNA. You guys will be smarter. Holy shit. Because I've heard, like, aliens, like, because of, like, the temperature and whatnot, that, like, possibly there's aliens that are, like, created instead of, like, um, based off of carbon like us, that they're based off of methane. Those aliens must have been based off of, like, fucking alcohol. Or meth. Oh, shit. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they've done some stuff like um, 
there's one of the moons of Saturn is uh, Titan, and they think that there's oceans of, I believe, methane there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Do independent research. <laughs> it, they, yeah, I've heard them mention stuff like that on the show now and then. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you guys really buy that they've been here though? Like, do you feel as as though it's at all possible that aliens have actually been here before, and now they're just like not going to show up? No. Seems, it, no. I mean, well, I know society's kind of fucked up and everything, and like you know, I. I don't really want to be around humans either, so I, I understand. But like, it seems like we would have had some kind of contact with them at some point. That's a little more tangible than weather balloons and and you know reports of Area Fifty One. Like it, it it feels like it feels like if they've been around since the beginning of our time and kind of been here visiting us that they wouldn't stop. Yeah, that, that kind of wraps right into something called the Fermi paradox, which is if the universe is so big that there's certainly life everywhere, why haven't we seen any trace of it? All right. Yeah. But I, I, that's the funny, the funny thing is, is I do believe there's life out there. I, I, I think the universe is way too big to say that there's not another form of life out there. And, I just don't know that at this point, if they have the ability to travel in space, like maybe they just haven't charted out here yet. Like their enterprise hasn't quite made it to our solar system yet. They're just kind of like bombing around other places and shit. Um, but it does seem like at some point we would have seen something if, it, if, if there was that kind of shit going on yeah that's that's kind of one of the big questions is that if if the way that we understand physics is accurate and that you truly cannot travel faster than the speed of light and there really is nothing like traveling through fold space or warp drive or anything of the sort then it is highly unlikely that that you know people from different galaxies or even different star systems could really visit each other just because the distances between stars and galaxies is just mind-bogglingly vast, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I guess they could have a spore drive or some shit like that, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might all have... Like I said in the fucking chat, they might all have athlete's foot, and they use that to power their fucking engine. <laughs> That's a spore, right? <laughs> you know what's kind of funny is with that Star Trek discovery with the spore drive, they were actually coordinating with a fungus expert for with all this, you know, science behind that. There's no fucking science behind that. That's all bullshit. <laughs> all of it. All of it's bullshit. Jesus. 
<laughs> yeah, I just had fucking mushrooms on the omelet this morning that I ate, and I didn't think about going everywhere in the fucking universe after I ate it because that fungus hadn't been everywhere in the universe. <laughs> it didn't have the right mushrooms uh, on it. I've, I've eaten mushrooms, and I have wanted to be everywhere in the universe. So you know, <laughs> uh, I, I, there's been moments I felt like I was everywhere in the universe. Oh shit, maybe you were. I could have been. Maybe I was a spore drive alien, and I didn't know it. Wow. <laughs> Fuck, you were like a two-in-one. You could have been the spore drive and that fucking weird monster thing. Right? <laughs> I know. It's a David drive. <laughs> <laughs> they do bring up some interesting stuff in that Ancient Aliens show. Have you guys ever heard of Puma Punku? Yep. Absolutely not. No. What? <laughs> so I've th- heard of, like, Puma, but that's about it. <laughs> It's a site that's somewhere in South America, right, Kyle? Um, I think so. And they found these really weird blocks there that are kind of shaped like H's, and they can interlock together, and they're just kind of scattered all over this site. And the way that they're carved in, and with the dates that they kind of figured that these things were made, it predates um, metal tools and stuff. So they really... Modern archaeologists really don't have an explanation as to how these things could have been made. Hmm. Yeah. It's like an exploded Jenga factory or something? It's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that they bring up in that show. And one of the problems I have with this show is it's all conjecture. They do show you really interesting things around the planet that science... And, you know, archaeologists really don't have a good explanation for. But, I mean, their explanation isn't any better. You know? <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of it is more or less something that makes you think more than actually believe. Because that, that's what it is for me. I don't 100% believe it. But it's definitely interesting as hell. Like, the... Uh, um, the original 90 minute, uh, special they had, they talked about the inside of the great pyramids uh, of how they have all the carvings in that. They say they don't know how they got the carvings in that b- because if you go in deep enough, you won't have any light and you go in deep enough, you won't have enough oxygen for, uh, torches to go off. Plus there was no soot or smoke, uh, on the uh, walls or ceilings of the pyramid. So they, and there's, uh, uh, paintings or whatever on the wall of what looked like something similar to a light bulb. So their theory is that the aliens or the gods gave them lights to work on the inside of the pyramids and all that shit. Have you guys ever heard of the Baghdad battery? Yes. That's, Okay, so they found all these clay pots that had, like, vinegar in them and a steel rod. And it's, so it's really similar to, like, that science experiment that they had you do probably in, in elementary school where you stick a couple steel rods in a lemon and you can get enough of a current off it to light a small light bulb. Yeah. And so they theorize, and that's what they use this word a lot, ancient, ancient astronaut theory, theorize, you know, that... Uh, <laughs> They they could hook up a whole bunch of these in a row, and maybe it could power some sort of primitive light bulb or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Cleopatra's 
Cleopatra's library. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, dude. They've actually found super old wooden dildos and stuff. (laughs) No lie, man. Even at the dawn of time, people were freaky. (laughs) Fuck yeah. So did we get... Did we get that from the Neanderthals or from the aliens? Yeah, it makes you wonder. Well, the aliens like probing, so. <laughs> Fuck. I definitely am part alien then. You got to imagine a Neanderthal's got a dick like a cop's flashlight. Jeez. <laughs> 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 oh, God. <laughs> Oh. The clan, the clan of the cave bear, was really only just one person. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> uh, one of the other things that they bring up in that in uh, with the pyramids is they think that maybe the pyramids were like old power stations. Yeah, and it almost worked with like wireless energy, which is something similar to like what Nikolai Tesla was working towards. Hmm. Yeah, like power stations for their uh, um, ships that are docking in the atmosphere and shit like that. Wow. Wow. That sounds so far-fetched. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's like they get renewed for an extra season and they just have to make shit up. (laughs) They get into it, too, man. They talk about taking, like, chemical samplings from the walls and... But it's it's all theory, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like their guess is as good as fucking anything else, right? Because yeah. really, if you think about it, I mean, look at the fucking Great Pyramid. It's got like, what, several thousand blocks and they weigh a few tons each. I mean, that's fucking crazy. So it does. It's just one of those things where it's hard to wrap your mind around how that could have potentially been done so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, but we've, we're like an ex, uh, expendable resource, people are. So back then with all the slaves, I'm sure they really cared less if they killed a couple hundred people just to put one block into place. Well, they've, they've said that even with the technology we have today, it wouldn't, it would take much longer than what they say the Egyptians built the pyramids in. Oh, on that, on that show yeah huh yeah and uh, the the egyptologists also don't think that it was done with slave labor they think it was actually skilled artisans that like worked during like the times where they weren't farming and whatnot and they've they've kind of found proof of that because they find tombs that were the tombs for the actual workers and they have you know like paintings murals on the walls and everything kind of showing them all at work but it could be just ancient (sighs) propaganda who knows so they didn't like, well, I'm guessing since it's ancient aliens, and this is not a stupid question, this is like for real. They didn't like um, assume that maybe dinosaurs helped move the big stones and stuff? Because have you heard that theory? I've heard that theory. I, I can't remember. I think they mentioned uh, that theory on the show, but they didn't like say that it actually happened or just mentioned that people had brought that theory up and all that. Yeah, that's like yeah. young earth creationist shit. Where they got some creationist museum somewhere in the south where they have like pictures of people riding dinosaurs. 
Fred Flintstone. That- <laughs> oh, I, didn't was, I didn't know that was creationist, but uh, yeah, I, I, I am Christian, but I still kind of believe that dinosaurs existed a little bit more into the era of man than most people believe, but. I mean, it's all based off of a fossil record, so it all just determines what so- is, you know, it's all determined by what sort of shit they dig up. And yeah. who knows? Maybe and they it, haven't found the right, maybe they haven't made the right finds yet. But And the idea that, like, lizards are born really small and they grow and just don't stop growing until, they're, until they die, that maybe some sort of not dinosaur or some sort of lizard lived long enough to do it, but there's no way they would have tamed it, so... I'm just curious if they brought it up. It's just fucking stupid. I'm just yeah. picturing the brontosauruses that were in the Flintstones <laughs> that were working in that rock quarry. Yeah, that, that's a, yeah. <laughs> 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 And uh, so the other part of that, it's it's ancient astronauts, but then it's also or ancient aliens, but then it's also ancient astronauts. And so part of that well, goes in sh- with time travel. Yeah, the the show is ancient aliens, but the th- the name of the theory is the ancient astronaut theory. Okay, there you go. Hmm. So, what do you do? You think so, that maybe at some point further into the future, we develop time travel, and some people go back and give lessons to older to ancient man? You think there's any credence that, to that? That no. that's actually one of their uh, one of the theories they've had on the show. That we are actually the aliens from the past. We were able to create uh, somehow time travel, whether it be through wormholes or whatever. I would imagine if we had time travel, we would do something more along the lines of that show Terra Nova, where we would send equipment and things like that. So there would be some sort of like physical evidence that there was some sort of advanced technology well, there, back, right? there was uh, in the, one of the earlier seasons they found in the pyramids what looked like uh, a core from a drill from drilling a hole, like a circular drill. It, it had the striations on the uh, the stone for, from when they were supposedly drilling into the uh, stone to put, put a hole through the put a rope through to pull the stone or something like that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that yeah. That 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 that's really the only thing I can remember of there being any physical evidence of futuristic technology. I just love the sound of Eric's skepticism. <laughs> no, I just I just think that like my kids can't clean up after themselves. Like professional burglars can't clean up after themselves but like a mass scale time traveling unit of some engineers were that good at cleaning up after themselves I don't know I got a fucking cat on me too so it's (laughs) son of a bitch Um, what do you guys think of the reptilians theory No, theory. Um, that all it's pretty it's pretty much uh, that all the world leaders are all a part of a reptilian race, alien race that's trying to run the world. Yeah, it's like that, have you seen V? It's basically that. Yeah, 
if I, Hillary Clinton was elected, I would fucking go for that. Well, she looks like I, a reptile. She, she she's actually one of the ones in the show that I watched talking about it that thought her and Bill were aliens and uh, fucking Hitler was. I think they said. <laughs> Well, that makes a lot of sense because Bill was trying to fuck all the people. So going back on that theory of aliens fucking Neanderthals, that <laughs> totally makes sense. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's that's kind of oh, how do they come up with that stuff? Is that somebody who just watched the V TV show in the eighties and just got hooked on the idea that there's lizard people? Um. <laughs> I th- I think a lot of it is a way to explain the unknown. You, you're trying to find something that's that explains things that just don't make sense. And it, so like, I I don't buy into the reptilian theory at all. I I just think people are fucking scumbags for the most part, and you tend to find those people in politics or in positions of power and and. They're a certain type of person, but like some people don't necessarily understand all of it, and you get someone who's just like, you know what? These people have got to be reptiles because they can't be real humans. Real humans don't act like that. I just don't think they understand that humans are that vastly different. Like, I wouldn't think any of you guys would be reptilians. I, you know, like. I can't say that I would say politicians are reptilians, but we're a different kind of personality. Like we all, we all get the shit that we like and we're kind of, we're smart enough to realize that not everyone's the same, obviously, because we all have the the differing opinions on last Jedi alone. But like when you have a group of people who, who tend to, follow fall into that category of being an a type personality wanting power wanting you know just nothing but money and greed and all that we don't understand that because it's not in our nature and it's an easy way to kind of explain off that they're not like us yeah i dig that man that's as far as reptilians go that's one of those theories that like I, I don't entertain even a little bit of, oh, no. but, but I like that like metaphorical take that, that you did on it because that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, you, you look at those attributes of, of a reptile, you know, cold blooded and, yes. and whatnot. And it's easy to, to attribute that to people that, you know, fuck, I could definitely see that getting attributed to like someone like Hillary Clinton. Oh um, yeah. You know, I mean, God, did you guys ever see that clip that, when she found out that Gaddafi had been killed. No. Oh yeah. She was like smiling and laughing and she's like, we came, we, what'd she say? We came, we saw he died. And then she was like <laughs> laughing about it. And it's like, God, that Jesus. guy, that guy took a utility knife up the ass. Like, holy sh- like on camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, fuck man. Ugh. He might've been a fucking evil son of a bitch, but I don't know if I'd wish that on somebody. No, no. Oh, Not even Trekkies. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Hey, no problem, Eric. I love you, man. 
<laughs> so when are you two having your sleepover? Our second one? <laughs> it was only two? Shit. No, it's still the preliminary. It's just the second. <laughs> the first was just a trial. <sighs> so, so which of you guys are going to see 2E2? You are, Joe, right? Yes, I'm going to go there for the Saturday for sure. Fuck yeah. What when you? is it? I don't know. April 6th through the 8th or something close to that. That sounds about right. Yeah, I ain't going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you and your fucking motorcycle club. That's a really well, short drive you know, for you, Kyle. You I, I have I have a limited time when it comes to motorcycle weather around here. Mr. Uh-huh. Oh, it's 55 degrees. Yeah, I know how you east fuck coasters fuck feel. Gotta <laughs> wear a flannel. <laughs> fucking pussy. Although, it was almost 40 today in Iowa. Oh, shit. That yeah. sucks. It was almost jogging weather. My wife yeah. gave me the same option. She said, you can either hang out with hot chicks in superhero costumes or dudes in leather. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you do realize that there are dudes in leather at that at those cons too, right? Yeah, you are probably one of those dudes in leather. I don't wear leather; I wear pleather, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! I didn't think anybody would guess that I was going to cosplay as the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. That'd be a good one. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I would love to see someone at a con dress like that. Like, be hilarious. Props. <laughs> Have some dude in a fucking trashy, like, scumbag fucking cop uniform leading him around on a fucking chain. Oh, dude, that'd be great. <laughs> I have seen some unique fucking costumes, but I have not seen one like that. That's a fucking good one. <laughs> Excellent. An original idea. Cool. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I'll get to work on it right away. <laughs> Meaning you'll probably just go upstairs and unpack it from your closet. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's in between the butt plug collection and the sex swing. Yep. That's where I keep mine. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, how about holistic medicine? Oh, fucking Christ. All right, so this is this is something I can talk about cuz my family is fucking whacked. My my aunt and uncle own a quote-unquote jewelry store but it's basically a store that sells rocks lots and lots of different rocks very expensive rocks and they have all but made their own religion where these rocks if you think on it and and meditate that these rocks can heal you and even elevate you to a higher plane of existence. Yeah. Yeah. That's my family. And, um, <laughs> I, I, I fucking, it was years ago I was working for him 
and um, I was in the back reading or doing invoices or something, and I came across this letter some lady wrote about how she had cancer and she got one of the rocks from my aunt and uncle that they sold her. And she held that rock and she meditated. And after two years, that cancer went away and she's cancer free. I have a really hard time believing that a rock has a healing property that, say, chemotherapy does not. Yeah. Or like even... I'm a firm believer in Western medicine because I want to stay alive for as long as I can. And I believe that there is some value to like Eastern medicine, more like Oriental medicine practices. But like when you get into like a fucking rock, holding a rock or some fucking elixir that tastes like fucking frog cum pond water that's supposed to make you healthy i don't buy it i just don't buy into it dude dude get this you ready you ready for this this is gonna fucking blow your mind it's not gonna blow your mind but some fucking person out there might hear this years down the road and they might get something from it but there are there is some granite have you seen like the granite countertops that have a little bit of red and stuff in them yes yeah that type of granite is radioactive. It's an alpha, beta, and gamma emitter. So I don't know if you're familiar with the spectrum, but only the gamma radiation can penetrate the skin. So it's possible somebody could have a piece of rock that's made out of granite that happens to be radioactive that emits gamma through their body that could potentially kill the cancer. But it doesn't I don't know turn you it- into the Hulk. I don't think it could kill the cancer, to be honest. But it do, it is radioactive to a certain extent, and it does send off a certain amount of gamma rays. So I guess, technically, in theory, it might be possible, even though I think it's really bullshit, even though yeah, I sold I it. I don't Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I used a little bit of knowledge that I had, and I threw it back out there. But I still, I still think it's bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe crystals or anything like that work either. And like one of the no. biggest indicators is like, okay, hippies—they're really into believing that crystals work, right? They even think it works as deodorant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you have a yeah, sense no, of smell, you know it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. just like the denser the material, like uranium is a dense like it's denser than like tin and stuff like that so it's got more um energy that holds the molecule the atoms together and it emits a certain amount of radiation so that in theory is the reason why actually granite is radioactive which it is some granite so there's some science behind it i should have bought in here with fucking james wetzel <laughs> he was like super high and drunk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's straight edge. So <laughs> you're only going to get sober Wetzel, as far as I know. <laughs> Fuck. I wasn't primed for sober Wetzel. <laughs> I primed for this for this podcast. Yeah. Well, you, you guys talking about all this weird shit that is supposed to help heal you. 
I know, Joe, I know you have listened to Hollywood Babylon. Neither of you guys. Oh, absolutely. Are. I love yes. Hollywood mm-hmm. Babylon. Yes. Um, so I'm sure you know uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop website. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're going to talk about. <laughs> the Jade Egg, the, jade egg, the uh, vaginal steaming, the uh, uh, bee stinging you is good for your skin. Oh shit! Apparently, they have a twenty-four karat dildo for fifteen thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the rock thing that they put in their cooch and just kind of hold it in there to like develop the muscles—that's fucking crazy. Well, no, it's it's supposed to, it's just like the crystal. It's supposed to energize you and weird shit like that. It's just. I don't understand. It's fucking stupid as shit. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that about that. No. It, they, they, Although, come, being that it's Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm not overly surprised. Well, I, I think it was on uh, Babylon that they had a clip where she herself has said, I don't even know what the hell is going on on the website. So she doesn't even know what the fuck's going on, apparently. <laughs> Wow, Jesus. she just has her name attached to 24 karat dildos and pussy rocks? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I suppose I if it gets too. you a buck, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're calling her back for Iron Man 4. <laughs> I don't know. She... I, she she was the first one I ever heard of that fucking conscious uncoupling where, like, you get divorced, but, like, you stay friends and, like, you do married shit together, but you're just not married. Like, that fucking boggled my mind. I'm like, yeah. what? If, if I got, yeah, yeah, when her and that dude from Coldplay got divorced, it was, they, they called it a conscious uncoupling where... They were going to remain together for a while and, and raise the kids and do all the stuff and still act married but not really be married because they didn't really love one another enough to be married anymore. And they went their separate ways eventually and they like remained really good friends and would take the kids out on together vacations and shit. I'm just like, man, if I don't want to be with someone, like I don't know – like, if I don't want to live with that person, I sure as fuck don't want to go on vacation with that person. Yeah. Isn't, like, going on vacation, spending time with somebody else and living with them but not actually having sex kind of the definition yeah. of love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking celebrities, man. Yeah, that does seem weird, though. I mean, like, what's the point of getting the divorce if you're still going to hang out and do all sorts of stuff together? Yeah, uh, apparently I'm assuming that he just wanted to fuck a bunch of groupies and kind of told her that he wasn't into her anymore. I don't know. I don't I don't fucking get it. It doesn't make any sense to me where they're I'm just like why get divorced if you're still that good of friends? Like me and my wife have issues, but it's not like I'm going to be like fuck you, I'm all done. You know, it's going to take a whole lot for me to get to that point and if i get to that point i'm sure as fuck not gonna want to live with her or hang out with her after the fact yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, that's some fucking weird shit, man. But do you think that just comes with like extreme wealth and just being in the public eye and stuff? You just makes you go like just to a certain level of eccentric. It has to that and the the fandom around you that people that just adore you for your image and not necessarily who you are. It has to corrupt you, right? That's true. I mean, you'd think if you're surrounded by sycophants and nobody was going to say, you know, hey, you're actually kind of fucked up. You know that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you, you kind of need honest people around you to help you course correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, be, I'd probably be one of those fucking rich douchebag assholes, too, to be honest. Like, if I, if I didn't have a governor or someone telling me, keeping it real for the most part tell it keep me down to earth i i would totally get an overinflated ego and i would do all kinds of shit now mine would probably be more like i'm doing fucking mirrors full of cocaine and fucking whores <laughs> left and right i'd be like charlie sheen at some point i'm sure but like winning yeah (laughs) i i think you kind of lose touch once you don't have the everyday worry that you have of getting by or paying your bills like we all may be doing all right but none of us are like have fuck you money and when you have fuck you money like my cousin was telling me a story of he was in a casino uh, and was taking a break playing cards from or something. It was hit in a slot. And Jennifer Lopez and her mother came walking into the casino. And her mom put like $100 in, in one of the slot machines, pulled the lever, pushed the button, whatever, fucking hit the jackpot and like walked away. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, she like fucking... She ended up telling some old lady who was like two seats over, go ahead, take the money, I'm all done. And like walked off. I'm like, that that must be nice. Just fucking throw $100 in a machine and like win and not even care. Just be like fucking walk off. I'm all done. (laughs) Great. More of this fucking money I got to carry around everywhere. (laughs) What am I going to do with all of it? I know. I've seen assholes at the at the casinos here that do that. They'll walk up to the roulette table, throw a hundred dollar chip down on red or black, and hit it, and then walk away. Come back again ten minutes later, throw it again, lose it. Nah, oh well. Come back again fifteen minutes later, do the same fucking thing. I'm just like, oh, it's nice to have mom and dad's money. Yeah. God, I have never gone into a casino and gambled before. What? Never. And I'll Good tell you why. I'll tell you why. And it's, it's you're going to laugh because it's a really stupid reason. When I was a little kid and I first learned to play poker, I had $1, a $1 bill and a bunch of change. And I went and played poker with some friends. And I went home with just the change, not the dollar bill. And that was the last time I gambled because it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> that That's self-restraint. I would have been like, fuck it. Someone spot me five bucks. I'm going to win this shit back. <laughs> we had a company trip for work where I've, you, I've told David I get up hella early for work. So we went up to Reno on Friday night and I got we all got up at like fucking three o'clock for work. 
And after work, we all drove up to Reno, like fucking 30, 40 of us. And I was so fucking tired, ready for bed. But one of the guys at my work was not ready to go to bed. He was playing blackjack. And he was, I was like, dude, I'm done. I don't have any money. I'm going to bed. And he was like, no, no, just sit down. Here's some money. Here, you can play with me and everything. That dude fucking dumped $100 on me to sit next to him while I'm fucking falling asleep playing and losing all of his fucking money. And I'm like, dude, I got to go to bed. He's like, no, no, here's another 100 bucks. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking going to bed. I just lost it. And then the, the dealer looks at him and says, don't let this guy play again. Just let him go to bed. He's going to lose your $100. <laughs> I was like, fucking, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. But I don't fucking like, I don't like gambling. Yeah. And I'm not good at it. Yeah. Well, it's just, I have to work so hard to get money, you know? And it's like, I've never, there was one brief moment in my life before we had kids and me and my wife both had full-time jobs where, you know, we weren't loaded or anything, but we weren't living paycheck to paycheck. And you know, now the reality of the situation is with kids and fucking mortgage and goddamn car payments and shit like that. It's like money is just so hard to come by. I, I just can't. I would be so pissed off if I took 50 bucks and went to the casino and came home without that 50 bucks and I didn't have anything to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but then I'll, I'll turn around and blow 50 bucks on comic books like you would fucking believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if I go gambling, especially now, which isn't often, I I only take what I know if I walk out of there without, I'm okay. Like, most of the time I'll end up breaking even or coming home with something, but it, for the most part, I don't go in there like I used to. I, I used to go in and fucking just waste all the money because I could, but I... You know, if I go now, it's just I can't afford to not pay my electric bill because I feel like playing cards. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I knew some guys in high school that that really got into it that. Man, they would like take off for Tama, which is like an Indian reservation that's a couple hours away from from Cedar Rapids and. They would fucking drive there so that they would show up at like five o'clock in the morning. I mean, they had just gotten to the point where they were just turned into just total degenerates. That was all they did. And sometimes they would win, but most of the time they would lose. Yeah. And man, I just couldn't relate. I didn't understand why they were doing it. Like, like what, what you're saying, David, with, you know, I could probably get by if I were to take 20, but then what am I going to do with 20 bucks in a casino? What am I going right. to sit and play fucking nickel slots like an old lady? That's really the only thing that. I'd be able to do. I play, I play yeah. video poker. <laughs> you, you know the funny part about uh, what, when I was living in Wyoming, one weekend we decided that we were going to go to Nevada and gamble for the weekend. And I'm like, dude, I have like no fucking money. I, I was almost flat broke. I had like 50 bucks to for gas or 20 bucks for gas because gas wasn't that expensive back then. Yeah, way back then. Um, but I had like 20, I had 20 bucks for gas and then I had like maybe 40 for food and gambling. I'm just like, whatever, I'll go because I, I like watching cards. I like watching people gamble and shit. And I'm like, I'll go. So we get there and 
almost immediately they go and hit a blackjack table and I'm just watching and shit. And I'm like, eh, fuck this. I'm not playing blackjack. And we went, they ended up losing a little bit and they're like, let's go to this other casino. So we went to this other casino and they were playing blackjack again and they were doing okay. And I was like, fuck it. I'll sit down and play blackjack. Cause it was like dollar bets. It wasn't much. And I was just like, I can play a few hands and shit. I ended up with like 60 bucks. I ended up buying us, buying us dinner that night. And they ended up losing all their money. I was the only one who ended up coming home with more money than they left with. And I ended up paying for all the gas too. I'm like, the fuck? But these guys were like degenerates. Like they got hammered and just when they started losing at cards and they were getting down on money, like you should have seen them at the, the nickel slots. Like every 10 minutes they're going up and getting you know more fucking nickels to put in this machine. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are a wreck. You guys are absolute trash. <laughs> fucking people. I, oh. I, I, I did watch Molly's game yesterday that is a good gambling movie like it that's a good story good poker movie and it's really interesting and you see like it, it, she was like dealing with big money games so it kind of going back to celebrities and their money and the fact that they can just waste it and not care. And then you see some of these people who are like degenerate gamblers who don't have this money, who end up playing for fucking high stakes cards and go on fucking two day benders and just lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with people? It's a really good movie. You guys should check it out. Um, but yeah, fucking, I, I don't get how people can get so sucked into it. Yeah, my best friend is is like that. As soon as we would go to the hotels or casinos, as soon as we walk to the hotel room, he's putting coins in the, every machine he can all the way yeah. up to the freaking elevator. He's He's got a problem. Yeah. Then you see these guys like Dan Bilzerian and stuff who's actually able to turn it into like a lucrative career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fucking wild, man. I don't know. They just got a gene that I don't have, you know? I think I'm too I'm risk I'm the wrong averse. kind of asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm too cheap these days. I can't do that shit. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't have the money to put in to become a professional gambler. Fuck that. Yeah. That that's really the better way to describe me. I'm too cheap to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I'm going I'm going with friends or cousins and we're pulling money together and we throw it in a machine or throw it on a table. I'm I'm usually the one that's fucking winning with everybody's money. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, back in March we uh uh went this is kind of a little bit downer to start, but it was after my uncle's uh, wake. He was a big gambler, so we went to the casino, and me and my cousin, th- two cousins, so we threw 60 down on the table of roulette, and 
ended up walking away with almost 800 between the three of us. And then my one cousin the next morning texts me and my other cousin, hey, what did I do last night? I woke up with $20 in my wallet. (laughs) 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 We're, We're... we're like, we have no idea you fucking Houdini'd on us right after we got the money. <laughs> when I wake up like that, I'm usually sore. <laughs> Is David laying next to you? Almost Uh-oh. all the time. <laughs> Stop it. You know who I am. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> So, have you guys seen this thing with the Tide Pods? Oh, oh God, fuck. that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you see the stuff I've been posting about it the last couple days? Yeah. Like the um, Downy Dippin' Dots Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's another one that said, uh, the kids don't realize that their car... Uh, leaks chocolate and it has a picture of them draining oil. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, <laughs> I one. that one. And then uh, th- your car has a secret uh, Mountain Dew tank and it's antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Those are so fucking bad. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw on Twitter somebody posted it said like 20, uh, 2097 or I'm sorry 1997 in 20 years we're going to have flying cars and in 2017 we literally have to tell people not to eat Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, saw, I saw one too as uh, a cop at the fr- front of a classroom. Did you guys ever do D.A.R.E.? No, I did not. Yeah, we yeah, did. But you know what it is it. though? Well, yeah. has the cop up in front and said... 1997, don't do crack, kids. 2017, don't eat Tide Pods, kids. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's it's so sad that we're at a point where, like, you know, when we were kids, we rode bikes without helmets. We fucking tore ass all over the place and, and had free reign to do whatever we want. And now... You never once heard us like, well, fuck it, let's eat some laundry detergent. You know, that wasn't the, the <laughs> high priority on our list. We, we were out doing different shit. I I have to know who the first person was who's like, dude, gotta fucking try eating a Tide Pod. Gotta try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll admit to one thing. I was told when I was younger, like, five six or seven around that age i've always liked salt on my food and apparently when i was really young i uh went out on the porch during the winter grabbed a handful of rock salt and started eating it oh (laughs) (laughs) that's not bad though i mean at least it's salt like someone's like oh i just sprinkled salt up there like fuck yeah salt That again, like who who the fuck sits there and goes fucking tied yeah <laughs> well i i understand the whole thing about young kids Ooh, it looks like candy i'll try it but all these fucking high school kids oh let's put it in my mouth and see if i can hold it in there and fucking see if i can outlast this person doing there if i can do more oh my fucking God. stupid oh, that's absolutely stupid <laughs> 
<laughs> I wonder See, I, how many of these dudes are going to have like fucking cancer of some cancer of some <laughs> sort in the next five years because they ingested and absorbed some fucking toxic chemical. <laughs> no, another one I saw. Uh, you ever seen those stories where they have like the plastic cases where they need those little special magnetic keys to open them? Yeah. <laughs> There's some stores that are putting the tight pot in those. <laughs> They're in there with the razor blades. Yeah. It's going to become like Sudafed where you have to show your ID to get pot- tied now. <laughs> your ID your ID and an IQ test. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. <laughs> Fuck it. This, 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 there needs to be some thinning out of the gene pool. I don't mm. care. Let them eat fucking Tide Pods and die. Jesus oh, no. Christ. That reminded me of another meme. It was uh, 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 Tide Pods aren't uh, they're uh, taking out people that were originally supposed to be stains to begin with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's great. It's <laughs> a protein stain in a crusty old sock. Terrible. See, I've been seeing all these memes, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Are people really eating Tide Pods? And I was texting with Rod Clairbout earlier, and I was telling him that we had this episode, and he's like, oh my god, you guys gotta talk about the Tide Pods thing. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, yeah, well, I guess I'll find out tonight. <laughs> My daughter's school. She's in high school. She's a senior, and they're having a meme day next Monday. And she's trying to think of what to take to be representative or representative of a meme. And she's going to take a bunch of Tide Pods with her. Oh God, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> she I should know. hand them out like candy. <laughs> She should do like the Pepsi challenge and have like tied ones. Oh, God. Like, I don't know what other, who else has another kind of pod, but she should fucking have a little table set up and see if you can tell the difference. (laughs) Do you know which which one is the off brand? (laughs) (laughs) It almost makes me think of the Christmas story. When Ralphie's got that bar of soap in his mouth and yeah. he's talking about over the years he became a connoisseur of soaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, my stomach hurts. <sighs> Did you guys ever get your mouth, mouth washed out with soap? Yes. Uh, yeah. Did you really? Yeah, I think I did a couple times. Yep. Poor bastards. That fucking sucks for you. I definitely got my ass slapped in, in that, but... You can't do oh. that nowadays. When I was when I was, oh yes, you can trust me. <laughs> yeah, you can. You yeah, as long as you gotta make sure. Yeah, exactly. But um, when, oh, my when wife I was, does it. When I was two or three, I was I was a huge Kiss fan. I fucking loved Kiss, and my grandmother's boyfriend hated him. Now he's obviously older because he was my grandmother's boyfriend. But um, he used to be. He, he was. We lived in Flint, Michigan at the time, and he was like a fucking old hillbilly for the most part, but lived in a city. He just just fucking country as fuck. And he would just, he'd go, fucking kiss ain't nothing but a bunch of motherfuckers. And I would look at him, dead serious, (laughs) 
two to three years old, mind you, and say, kiss ain't nothing but a bunch of motherfuckers. You're wrong. <laughs> and like that, my swearing started when I was really young. I remember the first time I actually like remember swearing in front of my mom and we were living in Massachusetts. We were going somewhere. I forget where the fuck we were going. But some lady cut us off, and I fucking rolled down my window. You fucking bitch. And my mom just turns and looks at me, and I'm like, what? Tell me I'm wrong. About and how she, old did you say you were? When this happened, I was probably nine, ten years old. Oh, fuck. I was doing that at that age, too. Yeah. Thank my mom for that. I don't, I don't, I don't think my mom, like, was encouraging me to do it but like i was you know it was the first time i remember like openly swearing in front of my mom and seeing if i could get away with it and sure as fuck i got away with it and it's been non-stop cussing ever since then <laughs> i remember when i was a kid one of the first times that i swore in front of my dad i was out fishing with him and i pulled a really big night crawler out and i didn't know what the word meant but i immediately said look at the size of this cocksucker <laughs> and I probably heard it from him, but I think I blamed my older cousin. <laughs> oh, that's great. Look at the size of this cocksucker. Jeez, back back to a Christmas story. Freaking blame it on other people when it was your dad that taught you it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I probably Absolutely. heard it from him. <laughs> did, your cousin, like, did your cousin get a whooping? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> I ask funny. my kids all the time when they say that shit. I go, where'd you learn that? And they look at me like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. My kids don't even like try to hide it. I've always cursed around my kids, and I I don't care for the most part. Like when when it gets excessive with them, I'm like, Jesus, fucking tone it down, or you're gonna be done. And they're and they'll be good for a while, and they'll tone it down, but. Yeah, my kids run around and they'll be like, I'll be out in the living room watching TV or playing a game or something and I'll hear my son cussing people out over playing like fucking Call of Duty and whatever. Oh, he's just, what the fuck are you doing? You are a stupid motherfucker, aren't you? I'm just like, oh my God, that is so my kid. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to see Stand By Me in the theater when it came out with my mom. And my grandmother. And those kids were about my age when I went and saw it. So I was like, I was like 10 years old or something. And I, you know, I had obviously been swearing with my friends and everything. We walked out of that movie theater and my my grandmother looks at me and goes, you don't talk like that with your friends, do you? I'm like, of course not. That's a movie, Grandma. Like, they don't really, we don't talk like that. I'm like, come on. And I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, fucking right we do. You better fucking believe it. Probably worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely worse than what was in Stand By Me at the time. <laughs> I remember being like five. God, it had to have been right, right around five years old and talking with neighbor kids and like comparing all the different cuss words that we knew. Yeah. <laughs> I. I the first time I got like I got in trouble for swearing I was in school and I was talking to one of my friends and I said shit and I don't even remember in the context I said it in 
And uh, he was really shocked that I swore and went and told on me. Oh. And I got I got called down to the principal's snitches office. Snitches get and, stitches. Yeah. And <laughs> the the principal's like, you're going to have to call your mom and, and let her know what you said. So I'm on the phone and my mom picks up. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, I have to call you because I'm in trouble. She's like, what happened? She thought I was in a fight or something. I'm like, no, I said the word shit. And she goes, Seriously? <laughs> calling me at work because you said shit i'm like yeah and some kid told on me and she's like she goes all right act like i'm really mad I'm like, okay and she's like you you seriously have to call me at work because you said shit and some kid told on you i'm like yes mom she's like all right give me the phone to the principal and she's like i guess she told him that like i she yelled at me and she'll take care of it. It won't happen again. I get home. She's like, would you fucking watch what you say to people and not war- <laughs> and not go and, and say something in front of one of your pussy friends who's going to go run and tell them. One of the first times I remember getting yelled at for swearing, uh, me and my brother and my cousin were up at like, like, one o'clock in the morning, this was, I was like probably about 10 or 12. My mom, mom used to work third shift then. She was, she was getting up to get ready to go to work. And when we're playing uh, Legend of Zelda on uh, Super Nintendo, and one of the little fuckers killed me, and I yelled, motherfucker. And I didn't know my mom was <laughs> downstairs, and what the hell did you say, Kyle? No, 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 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That, and then that kind of reminds me of a time where one of uh, mine and my brother's friends dared my brother to call our mom a cunt. Oh. <laughs> my brother, we, we were going to my dad's softball game. My mom was probably about 20, 30 feet in front of us. My brother yells, hey, mom. He's like, she's like, what? You're a, can I have a pop? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, my mom used to be a badass. I used to like be seriously afraid of my mom. Um, to like, I I remember being a kid, and if I fucked up, oh, I got I got my ass handed to me with a belt. Like I remember, she used to have this spiked belt that she would pull out and threaten me with, and then grab a you know a real leather belt and hit me with it. But like, I I had a healthy fear of my mother. And I, there was a time where she, she called and the answer machine picked up before I could grab it. So I grabbed the phone, answer machine still going and I'm talking to her. And, um, and, uh, I were kind of in an argument and she hung up before I did. And I'm like, fucking bitch and i hung up the phone forgetting that it was on the answer machine and not erasing the message and it was like she listened to it back when she got home and i'm hearing the conversation and i'm not really thinking anything of it until i hear fucking bitch and her eyes got super wide. She goes, what did you say? I'm a fucking bitch. 
that's how, oh i was scared to death i never ever called my mom bitch ever again like i was afraid my mom would have like and at the time i i was six two six three so i'm almost the size i am now uh, a little bit lighter at the time but um yeah and my mom's like almost a half a foot shorter than me and she scared me like she squared up and she was ready to throw down and i was scared to death i'm like i think my mom's gonna whoop my ass and i never those words never ever uttered, left my mouth within earshot ever again oh man yeah dude i remember when when i was really little and I went with my mom to a class reunion and I was playing down on the ball diamond and the, the class reunion party was going on in a pavilion that was just right next to it. And I climbed up the backstop of the fence and I was clear up at the tippy top of this fence. And my mom yells from the pavilion. She's like, Joe, get down from there. And one of the older kids was down there was like, you don't need to listen to that bitch. And so I yelled, I yelled from the top. Like, my mom's around all these people she went to high school with and shit. And I yell from the top, I don't need to listen to you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so she just comes briskly walking down to the ball diamond, tells me to get down immediately. We go get in the car, go home. And on the drive home, she's like, now, did you come up with that on your own or did one of the kids there tell you? To say that because I was younger and little enough, I didn't really know what I was saying, you know, and and I I didn't even really know that I was in trouble even until we got back, and then because I remember we got in the parking lot and as we were walking in, one of her friends from high school walked past and goes, "Oh, is he blowing bubbles?" Because they all assumed that I got taken home to get my mouth washed out with soap. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "What did she mean?" And Mom's like, "Oh, well, you remember what you said? That's really not." That you know, that's a naughty word, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't have to listen to you, bitch. Yeah, she still laughs about that story. <laughs> At least she doesn't hold it over. You still, where like, so am I still a bitch, Joseph? <laughs> Dude, I was never afraid of my mom, but she was. She was like super fucking religious for a long time. Like when we were younger, you know how you used to roll, like play records backwards and they would fucking say satanic shit or whatever? Mm-hmm. Dude, she tossed. Yeah, supposedly. I was super young and we, my brother was starting started to get into Kiss. And Kiss had a lot of those albums where if you fucking played it backwards one of the songs, one of the phrases would fucking say something that could be fucking construed as being fucking bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she tossed all of our records. Oh. records. Yeah, it was fucking bad. Like, we had a record player, we had a bunch of vinyls, and she tossed all of them. And it was so bad, because I was at the age, I was super young, and I was fucking into He-Man a lot. And then she walked in one day, and all of us, and she told me, "You you have to stop watching that. You can't listen to it. You can't watch the show anymore." And I was like, "Why?" And she goes, "You just can't watch it anymore." And I thought I was in trouble. And she, I was like, "What the fuck?" And like weeks went by with no fucking He Man, so it seemed like fucking forever. And then come to find out, she thought He Man said, "I am the power" instead of "I have the power." 
she was like, "Wow, fucking wow, he man is not fucking Jesus. You can't fucking watch it anymore." And I was like, "Fuck." So I was like walking on eggshells my fucking whole life. Like I'd better not fuck up, or I'm gonna get everything fucking stripped and taken from me. Fuck that, oh. Dude, I used to play Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare, backwards. I had that record. <laughs> I never really actually heard it say anything, but it did sound way yeah. fucked up. What was the first song that I remember hearing that about? It was a Beatles song, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. What fucking yeah, was song it like was Revolution, it? number nine? No, it was... Oh. Um, wasn't Helter Skelter, was it? No. Yeah, I think it's no. Revolution number nine. Not not Revolution, but like number nine, which right. is like the weird fucking total right. acid trip track that's on the White Album. Oh, that might be. I'm not sure what it is, but it's funny you bring that up and we're talking about conspiracy shit. Have you ever heard of the conspiracy of that Paul McCartney is not Paul McCartney? Yes. <laughs> yes. That, he's a, that he's been dead since like 66 or something Road. like that. Yeah. Yeah. They they used to have a documentary on uh, uh, Netflix fucking about six years ago. I watched it. And I'm just like, holy shit. Uh, it's kind of like Ancient Aliens. It's intriguing, but don't know 100%. Well, in this case, like 99.9% don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, no. They have they have like that. They supposedly have stuff on the albums that like the covers and that that show them hinting to it like there's some of the album covers everybody's looking one way well, I know, the other yeah it's i know the abbey road cover is like controversial because they're, they're saying that paul's not really there it's a it's the ghost of paul or some shit like that i'm like are you fucking kidding me come <laughs> on now there, there's no way someone in the 1960s is going to snap a picture of three Beatles walking across the road and then all of a sudden the ghost of Paul McCartney is going to show up. <laughs> and by that point, they weren't even really getting along that well, so why would his yeah. ghost want to be hanging out with him? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, did you guys... Well, not not um, only that... Oh, I was going to say, did you know that there was something on the cover of the Sgt. Pepper's album, also like a like a gravestone or something like that, yes. that was pointing oh, yeah. towards it? Yeah, and uh, the whole uh, yeah, I'm look, I'm actually looking at it right now, like something with the flowers spell out certain things, and uh, just a bunch of shit around. All in there is supposed to be uh, subliminal messages and all that. And then in uh, the Abbey Road album cover, everybody has their left foot forward, but Paul has his right foot forward. And the Yellow Submarine song is uh, where they say Field of Green, saying that that's Paul in the graveyard. And then, uh, fuck, what's the one? Come Together, they say, is talking about come together around his uh grave stone and all that shit do you it's, know what come together was originally written for no justice league <laughs> <laughs> Good well, call. well Good fucking played call. dude well played absolutely <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
originally it was something that John Lennon was writing for when uh, Timothy Leary was running for governor because his slogan was going to be come together. And then when that fizzled out, he was like, hey, this is a good song. (laughs) And so he like made it into the rest of the song. You know, it's funny. The the one story I heard about the Beatles, because I I, I love I love the Beatles music, but I, I think it's really funny when people are like, oh, these guys were so enlightened. They were ahead of their time. They were all about peace, love. And the one story I always heard was when when uh, Paul and John were sitting at one of their houses around one of the around a piano, writing a song, and they were having writer's block, and John said. I need a new pool. I got to come up with a song. And it was like, to them, you know, as (laughs) beautiful and, and lovey as their songs are, they were in it for the money from the beginning. Like it was always like writing the songs to them. Wasn't about as much as being expressive as it was like, fuck dude, I need a new car. I have five, but I need a new one. And I always thought that was funny because, like, everyone just holds the Beatles up in such high regard. But in the end, they're just they're just fucking rock stars who wanted to make money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look at their early albums where they're doing fucking covers and like yeah. just dressing all fucking goofy and shit just because the studio's just trying to come up with a way to monetize them. Yeah. Yeah, one of, the, one of the fucking weirdest ones is, uh, I forget which album it was, but they're all holding, like, severed baby doll parts. That was one of the album <sighs> covers for um, Yesterday. My yeah. my mom had that on vinyl. Yes- yeah. yeah, Yesterday and Today, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they said that was another uh, subliminal message because supposedly in the car accident that McCartney died in, he... Got his head chopped off, and the baby doll has the is missing the head and shit like that. And the whole the whole thing about the I am the walrus thing, they say that's uh, 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 when he was in the accident, his face was so fucked up it looked like his teeth were coming out of his face, like he was a walrus. Jesus, that's fucked up. That yeah, way fucked up. Does yeah, anyone else have a hard time not saying cuckoo cachoo when someone says I am the walrus? <laughs> I, I said it in my head. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I, I, I almost said it the minute you said I am the walrus. I, I had to stop myself. I'm like cuckoo cachoo. <laughs> right with you, man. <laughs> I, I have trouble not uh, thinking of uh, the Big Lebowski. Yep, same here. Yes. <laughs> Shut up, Donnie. <laughs> You're out of your fucking element. <laughs> oh, I, dude, I judge I, uh, people. If someone tells me that they didn't think that movie was funny, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know about your sense of humor. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I bowl league, and years ago I bowled with uh, my brother and my friends, and fuckers always called me the Donnie of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys old enough to remember, like, I remember real clearly when Judas Priest got um, sued for supposedly influencing these two kids to commit suicide. 
Were you guys old enough to live through that? Or like, was that just past your time? Or have you even heard of it? I remember hearing the stories about it. I'm far too young for that. Fuck you. Tracky. You're a dick. (laughs) Um, I... I I always had music around me when I was growing up. I mean, I fucking knew every word to Pink Floyd's The Wall when I was a kid. Like, every word. I could sing that shit spot on. But, you know, I was, what, like six, seven years old. But um, as my musical taste grew, like, I remember, like, big moments in music history that kind of influenced what I listened to. Because I was never a huge Judas Priest fan. But when these, I remember it being all, it, it was all over the news. These two kids killed themselves. They had, you know, Judas Priest posters on. It, it's much like Mar- Marilyn Manson being blamed for Columbine to, like, kind of put a today's spin on it. Um, but they had to go to court and, and, and testify that they, they didn't have um, subliminal messages playing. Or that they you couldn't rewind the record and hear some kind of satanic verse or subliminal message and shit. And that shit, oh, like that, always amazed me that a, like a band would have that much influence on you that a song could make you just be like, "Fuck it, I'm going to kill myself." Oh, for sure. Do you remember Adam's song from Blink-182? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was some story that some kid had had shot himself and he'd had that on repeat. And I always wanted, because, you know, all the small things was the next track. And so it's like, all you need to do is skip forward. (laughs) It's like, it's impossible to be sad and listen to all the small things. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know that Adam's song is the song I, like, really want to, like, commit suicide to. Like, I want something, like... Because it's a, you know, it's a dark song, but, it, you know, in the end, it's not, like, overly dark. It's not, like, you know, death metal. Like, that's yeah. what I'd throw on to be like, you know what, this shit's bringing me down. I, you know, I'm going to fucking end it right now because this dude's screaming in my ear and i just not loving life. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Adam's song is pretty fucking depressing, though. It's got the you'll be sorry when I'm gone bit and it's yeah. like god I, I could see if you listen to that on repeat and you're a little suggestible and you're feeling down fuck yeah. man just sort of skip forward all the small things well jesus christ like when i was a kid fucking heathers came out have you guys ever seen heathers mm. not fuck for a long Mara. time but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, yeah, sigmund yeah, freud in it right heathers um yeah. I, it was i remember when heathers came out and like Parents were pissed about that movie because they thought it would influence kids to commit suicide. And I was like, I was watching that movie. I'm like, those kids didn't really commit suicide. They were kind of murdered, weren't they? And like, if people have these weird hangups of entertainment influencing someone's psyche, whereas I guess if you're kind of feeble minded, I can see that. Like, you, you can be you know, convinced hmm. that someone's doing something. But in the end, like the adults who go after these movies and, and music, like, honestly, can't you on it? Like really believe that people can make up their own minds 
and not be so influenced by something like maybe someone just has bad shit going on in their life, you know, like it, it, there doesn't need to be an entertainment reason behind someone committing suicide. Yeah. I, I think whenever people try and go with that hardcore censorship like that, it's just them trying to exercise a level of control over society, you know, whether it's coming from religion or just some, you know, strange ethical hang up where they, they feel like, you know, art art is so subjective in like, I, I never understood. Like, do you remember when two live crew got fucking banned? Yeah. And shit. Yeah. And just because they had like, you know, raunchy fucking lyrics and stuff. And it's nothing compared to the shit we hear today. No, oh, no, no. So yeah, it's all, it's, it is kind of weird that as society goes on, we kind of evolve to the point where, I mean, even in commercials and shit we hear today, could you imagine hearing some of those commercials back in the eighties? Absolutely not. Right. Oh, like uh, I, the fuck was it? Oh, I just lost my train of thought. God damn it. <laughs> well, is it, you're saying about, uh, tame nowadays and back then, I don't know if you guys are young enough to have watched what I watched. Johnny Bravo? I kind of remember that. Yeah, I'm young. I remember that. That motherfucker. Holy shit. He's trying to bang every broad. That would not pass nowadays at all. (laughs) I remember remember going back looking at stuff, uh, like memes of it, and I'm like, holy shit, he actually said that shit? It is kind of wild. The stuff that they used to play for kids back then, and it's it's like that stuff they've tightened up, but then the shit that they'll just play on network television, they've really relaxed the standards on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, think about some of the fucked up dialogue they had in 80s movies. Uh, I, I watched, uh, what the hell was it? I watched 48 Hours not too long ago. I'd say uh, like half a year ago or something like that. And I, I sat there, I was like, holy shit, they would never, ever get away with this now. They, like all those Eddie Murphy movies where they had white people saying the N-word, I'm like sitting there going, that shit would not fly no. at all today. Like in the, in the kind of relaxed way they were saying it, I was just like, that's fucked up. But like at the same time, like you wouldn't hear half the shit that they say on network television in an Eddie Murphy movie mm-hmm. back then. <laughs> the amount of sexualized content that they put on network television these days is always fucking mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I can't oh, even yeah. watch regular sitcom without with my kids without like watching it first. Yeah. But it's like the cartoons, like none of us are fucking stand them because they're so childish. There's no oh. medium fucking ground. No, my me and my wife started watching Two Broke Girls when it first came out and stuff. And when it first started, it wasn't really too too bad. And then my daughter started watching it with us, and she fucking loved that show. And as like it got into like season two and season three, and it got more raunchy, I just kept sitting there going, "I don't know that I really want my daughter watching this." And yeah. 
like it, it's just kind of disturbing because like I grew up in the time where it was mash and cheers, which oh, had geez. tones, but it wasn't like it, it didn't feel so overtly in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Those Waker's costumes are super sexy, too, by the way. (laughs) Sorry. I bought one. Not not for me. How do you look in it? Do you shave your legs first? It'll be on the Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I remember being young and being a kid watching reruns of Cheers because I'm that young. And it was so fucking Fuck good. You. <laughs> but dude, we watched this. We're the same boat as you. We watched two broke girls, and and we started having to monitor, watching it in case one of the kids would come downstairs and just walk in there, and we're watching shit that they shouldn't fucking see. And that's fucking almost tame, and it's not even tame anymore. Not to mention things like what Two and a Half Men was fucking really bad. Uh, well, uh, fucking How I Met Your Mother. It's a story about it's a story about a dad telling his uh, two teenage kids about all the girls he banged before he met their mom. <laughs> I've never heard it explained that way, and that's fucking spot on. <laughs> I know. And he refers to Barney as like their uncle Barney, so it's like, yeah, your uncle Barney used to fuck every fucking thing, even your aunt like, Robin. He would go to bed with a penicillin shot in his arm every night just so he didn't die suit up (laughs) oh god probably my favorite part of that movie was I think it was Ted had never eaten bacon ever in his life he had bacon at Barney's wedding at the end sorry spoilers (laughs) and he's sitting there he takes an entire fucking tray of bacon and just sits there and just starts scarfing it all in his fucking <laughs> Isn't that how you're supposed to eat bacon? That's how I eat bacon. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I made bacon last weekend for a fucking meal, and I, I couldn't eat any of it because I had to save it for later. It's fucking so. Uh, no, uh, was it grumpy old men or grumpier old men with... Uh, Dad, what he his little speech about bacon? Oh, I don't remember which one. <laughs> he kept throwing it into the shopping cart. Well, yeah, that. But then there's the one part. I think they're by the lake, and he's like, "You know what? You know, you know what my day consists of. I wake up, I have a beer, I have three strips of bacon for lunch, a bacon sandwich, midday snack, a plate full of bacon." And I drink my dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And they try getting him to have low sodium bacon. He's like, just fucking throws it. Oh, that's like eating turkey bacon. Like, those words shouldn't even go together. That's a fucking oxymoron. Yeah. I don't mind it, but it's not the same. (laughs) It's not good. It's It's not not good. good. I don't like it at all. No. Bacon dishes. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I had... Bacon wrap, cheese stuffed meatloaf. Mm. That actually was, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> and my mom actually put uh, like shredded cheese in with the meat when she was like 
mashing it all up so I had even a little bit of meat in, or cheese inside the meat. Oh, God damn, that sounds good. I know. Now I really want bacon. God damn it. I know. <laughs> I really got into like smoking meat and stuff, and I did this thing last weekend where you sm- I, I've been doing it for like years. You smoke, you over smoke it. Do you guys have tri tip or do you know what tri tip is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of, yeah. yeah, it's like beef shoulder. Um, you you over smoke it like more than you would normally smoke it. And you slice it like, let's say, half an inch thick in a one inch square. And you put a fucking super thick apple smoked bacon on top of it with a jalapeno cheese and spirit with a shrimp on top. And it's the fucking best. And my wife went and bought this thick cut bacon from the store and brought it home. And it was fucking thin cut bacon on the inside. So it wasn't fucking thick cut bacon. Oh, I was so fucking upset. And it's like she bought two packs of it. And so I look at the pack and I'm like, it's this fucking thick cut. And I oh, cooked thick. the second. Yeah. And I cut the second or cooked the second pack. It was fucking thin too. Those motherfuckers. I mean, it was still delicious, but fuck, man. That bacon. <laughs> fuck. It has to be thick cut bacon because bacon changes your fucking life, dude. Like those people that committed suicide listening to Judas Priest should have just ate some bacon. Absolutely <laughs> fucking fine. No, no, no three words go to go together better than thick cut bacon. No, no. Except for Scarlett Johansson threesome. <laughs> Sorry. <Fuck me. laughs> oh man, I'm gonna really have to have some bacon now. And I've been doing so good. I've been on a diet for the last couple weeks. Oh, fuck that. Fuck. I'm trying to not be I'm such a, a fat fuck anymore. Oh, I'm whatever. A seafood diet. <laughs> you see food, you eat it. That's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's what I that's the kind of sort of diet I'd been on for a long time. And it's like, man, I I want to get out in the woods this summer and I want to put on a harness and not have severe muffin top when I'm going out and trying <laughs> to do shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen, this entire time I've been uh, pausing every now and then to eat some cheese balls out of a 28 ounce bucket of cheese balls. <laughs> a bucket. <Damn> right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to fucking nerd out for you guys. So I, I went to a fucking comic convention with this dude. He's dressed like fucking Spider-Man and fucking tights and all that shit. Right. And I don't, I don't fucking dress up, but okay. Sometimes So I was fucking wearing death stroke so i had fucking body armor and shit and this dude's girlfriend said something about this dude in tights i'm like i don't fucking wear tights i wear this fucking shit so it hides my stomach and that fucking bitch poked me right in the side where i didn't fucking have any armor (laughs) (laughs) bitch so i guess i fucking got a muffin top too (sighs) some bitches that's an unwelcome touch not really yeah that that is an unwelcome (laughs) touch (laughs) Fuck it, touch my stomach, bitch. What the fuck's right. wrong with you? I'll walk up and just touch her boobs. I'd like to, but I don't. <laughs> I would have to reach down. She's super fucking tiny. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say they were sagging to the floor. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I actually had that sort of thought you were going to. No. There was plenty of others in fucking tight costumes that their boobs didn't fucking... The fucking spandex is not strong enough to hold gravity. 
Do your boobs hang low? Do they wobble to the floor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that song. <laughs> uh, yeah, l- look up Drop Em Out by Wheeler Walker Jr. sometime. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, 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 yeah, I've, I've listened to him on your recommendation, Joe. <laughs> that dude's crazy. <laughs> A fucking lyrical genius, though, I'll tell you that. I love that song, Fuck You Bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You saw a tag Joe in that? No, I didn't see I've heard it before, and I fucking listened to it. And I was at my, my wife's fucking had this friend's birthday party or something, so we went there. And one dude is, like, really into... He's, he's Mexican, so he loves mariachi music and country music. So I was like, hey, dude, you ever heard... Wheeler Wheeler Walker Jr. and he's like no so I put that song on <laughs> oh, and everybody oh. fucking heard it and then like as soon as the fucking verse started they all stopped and looked at me like what did he just fucking say <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh just listen and he fucking that dude loved it the women didn't love it so much but fuck them uh. hope their dog dies <laughs> or whatever the fuck he said <laughs> Hope he never comes home. <laughs> Dude, the first Wheeler Walker song I heard was Eating Pussy Kicking Ass. <laughs> it's so fucking great. <laughs> like, eating pussy and kicking ass. <laughs> and then the backup's like, Eating Pussy and Kicking Ass. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, the, he's a fucking Steel Panther of fucking country music. He is. Dude, the God best damn. was he went to the, the CMT Awards, and while Rascal Flats was playing, oh, he did a reaction video where he just sat still, absolutely still with his sunglasses on and didn't move. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you like him, you need to look up uh, Larry Pierce, I think it is. P-I-E-R-C-E. I've never oh, heard my of God. Him. It, he's from, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, you think... Walker has some fucking raunchy shit. Especially the song is called Do That Sexy Dance You Do. Oh my god. The, the main part of the main chorus is There ain't nothing like a good hard fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wheeler Walker has a song called Sit On My Face. <laughs> oh, I, I'm gonna look up the lyrics for that song. Oh, this is gonna be fucking hilarious. I should have fucking sang one of them when I called into the supercast after I opened Joe's box. I fucking serenaded Jordan with the rodeo song, and he was like, he didn't know it was me because I was using a fucking southern accent. And he was like, and like I stopped singing. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the most surefire way to make somebody uncomfortable for the most part is just start singing, especially if you're with them and just maintain eye contact the whole time. The only thing that more uncomfortable is eating a banana and maintaining eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Try it at work sometime. See if you'll get turned into HR. Yeah, no. I, no. <laughs> I have to break the fucking banana in half and eat it because people pull their goddamn phones out when I start eating a banana. It's like, nope, you're not fucking blackmailing me, asshole. <laughs> no, Joe, I'll do that uh, Monday to Jeff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. We can go back to the list. <laughs> the other topics are a little more serious. Oh shit! What yeah. was the last one we did? <laughs> Tide pods. Oh, Tide pods. <laughs> how, how the hell did we get to Wheeler Walker Jr. from Tide pods? I I don't know. It's the beauty of Starkcast. <laughs> 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 it follows no fucking rhyme or reason. I, I was gonna say, have you listened to Starcast? Like I, I, those damn West episodes are brilliant because it's just like one change of thought to another. It's <laughs> absolutely beautiful. And what's funny is both times I've had Dan on, we we set out with the goal of talking about travel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just hasn't lasted. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, so yeah, we had the one. I, David, you had the idea of talking about news and the way it's received in today's age. And dude, that's a that's a whole lot to unpack right there, man. I mean, there is. Yeah, go, man, go. <laughs> I I was watching. The fuck were, were we watching? I think we were watching CBS Sunday morning. Me and my wife, and they they were talking about. Um. The, the ways that people receive news where if you're more of a conservative, you do more conservative things. So you're looking like you, you're going to NRA site. You're, you know, you, you, you're looking up right wing politicians. So if you look up something neutral and like, you know, it, the same goes for Democrats and liberals and all that shit. If you're visiting these websites or you you have kind of a, a leaning bias as to the shit that you look at, if you were to look up a news story, depending on who you are is what they're actually going to pop up on your news feed for you to look at. So you could have three different people look up the same question and get three completely different results. And I think it's kind of fucked up because I see it even watching just regular news, how how biased everyone is. Like every, there's no – I haven't found a news organization that doesn't have a biased one way or another. It's really hard to find – a place that tells the truth more or less it's it's all it's all based on what they believe the truth is or how they see the truth so even whereas like back in the 60s and stuff when they were reporting news it wasn't so much about politics it wasn't so much about you know the left or right it was what was going on in the world and how it affected the population, whereas now everything is so biased leaning that you can't actually get you you can't find a news source that just tells straight truth or straight facts. Not even not even truth, just facts. And it that boggled my mind. Cause I'm I'm sitting there going, you know, what if I'm gonna look up something like you you can't find anything that's 
gonna that's not gonna try and make you lean one way or another. You know what I think the problem is with it is that these news sources in these news channels and whatnot, they need to find an audience because when it comes down to it, they are a business. And the only way that you exist on television is to sell ad revenue. And you can only do that if you have an audience. And so they have to pander to a certain audience. And so that's why you get like Fox news, which is, you know, being really right leaning and MSNBC, which is being really left leaning. And I mean, it's, it's weird for the most part. I, I, I get depressed when I watch the news. And so I try and, I try and run away from it as much as I can. And I, I think that's why I spend so much time, you know, delving into distractions like comic books and stuff like that is because it's, I'm not going to get depressed as fuck watching the, you know, reading a comic. Whereas if I'm watching the news, it's like, it's, it's a big fucking world out there and there's a lot of different shit going on and there's people in a boardroom somewhere that are picking and choosing what sort of stuff they're going to put on the news. And so much of it they show is just either leaning to one side or the other, or it's just depressing as fuck because, you know, if, if they put like just atrocious things on the news, people watch it with just this macabre fascination and that's going to bring in ad revenue because people are, what do they say? If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. That's that's funny you say that because this just this week we had right down the road from my work there's a bank and someone I I don't know who the fuck tries to rob a bank in today's day and age of (laughs) agreed fucking cameras everywhere cell phones everywhere like that that's just like honestly this ain't fucking the old west you're you're not going to get away with it I don't care who the what kind of plan you have and how well thought out it is in today's day and age, you're not going to rob a bank and get away with it. So this moron did it, held up a bank at gunpoint, fucking got like a thousand yards away from the bank and the cops were on him. And apparently there was a standoff for a while and eventually the cops shot him and he went down. And we, we were talking about it. Because it happened while we were at work. None of us had, you know, we had just heard reports the state was, you know, telling state employees. And we worked with a bunch of state employees. So they, they were, it was just was around. Everyone knew about it. So I get home that night. And apparently there was someone there with the camera and recorded it and sent it to the news channel. And they showed basically the guy going down. But it was like they beforehand, they're like, you know, warning this might be graphic and, you know, you may not want your kids there. I'm like, whatever. My kids have seen fucking Terminator and shit. I'm sure they've seen far worse than some dude getting mowed down in real life. Um, but he, they go, they, they made a point to say that there is a delay. You're going to see the guy go down. And, and you're going to hear the shots, but the shots come a little bit after for whatever reason, or the sound of the shots come a little bit after. So that's fine. You see the guy go down and you hear the first couple of shots. And even after the dude goes down and, and so like you, 
you don't hear a shot. You see the guy start falling. And as he's hitting the ground, you hear the first shot and the second shot and the third shot. And at that point, the dude's on the ground. You should have stopped hearing the shots. It went on for, I'm not even kidding, 10 seconds where they were just letting off. It's like someone fucking let them off at a gun range with unlimited ammo and just fucking laid into the, the dude was on the ground and then you heard like at least 30 shots. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, I'm pretty sure if I ran the news, I'm not going to include the excessive gunfire. I'm going to show the dude maybe falling to the ground. But they literally held on to the guy, like showed the guy on the ground, and then just you heard every gunshot. Now, granted, it was excessive, but the dude had a gun, robbed a bank, threatened a cop, fucking whatever. Dude died. No big fucking skin off my teeth. No big deal. But fucking talk about excessive and grandizing a situation that really shouldn't be. Like, why not just report the dude died? Like, just because you have video of it doesn't mean you need to see it. Totally. Do do, do you think we're coming to the age of the running man where eventually it will be kind of sport on TV to see someone die? It makes you wonder. Or if we're going to see like a return to the Coliseum or something like that. Yeah. It's almost like that now, though. I. Because people love to see those beheading videos. They love to see suicide videos. They People love to see that fucking shit. So to make a game out of it, fuck, I'm sure people would love it. Do you think the media perpetuates things like like mass shootings and stuff like that where, you know, you get somebody who's basically just a loser, but, you know, if, if they go out and shoot up a... Yeah, a theater or something like that. They're all of a sudden going to get their their picture plastered all over the news. What do you, What do you think of the idea of if something like that happens? It's like, no, you don't. We we're not going to say the shooter's name. We're not going to put his picture up. You know, we're going to focus on putting pictures up of the people who are the victims of it and whatnot. Uh, I think I think people have such short attention spans now that the the news works in such cycles where like there's such big issues going on but instead of focusing on those issues and seeing them resolved it's you know you you feel this fervor for like days on end and then something else happens and they move right away from that and move on to the next thing it's like we can't ever see something completely through because the news the, granted there's a lot of bad shit that goes on but like instead of just constantly moving on from story to story there's no follow through there's no follow up it's what's next and and i think that it it kind of gets lost on people cuz like you think about the 60s in Vietnam like that was the news that was constantly what was on everyone's mind and there wasn't there was still shit going on but the world was focused on that 
and now it's you, you don't have the time to focus on that because like honestly there's always shit that we should be following and 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 keeping an eye on and they just you know once that story's done or gets replaced by another story it it's over there you know you don't have the the need to to kind of follow through and i i think that's kind of sad and and makes more of more of a hindrance for people to anything it just kind of it reinforces that short attention span instead of trying to use it to actually educate the people what's going on. I think that would be a better use for the news. I totally agree. I mean, and, and I think that falls right back down to what I was saying earlier, that it's a business and they need, mm-hmm. they need this turnover because they need to keep people glued to the television so they can sell this fucking ad space. It, it would almost be better, and, and maybe this is a completely unreasonable request, but it would almost be better if if the news were, you know, like, could it even be done that the news would be put up and it wasn't dependent upon ad revenue? So therefore, it wasn't dependent upon ratings, you know? They're just going to... So truly, it's more like public television as opposed so, to sponsored like that, television. But, yeah. You're, you're going to get influence from whoever... The majority party holder is in in Washington, though, at that point. So you're going to get like right now we would have like if we had media like that, it would focus on conservative fucking news, whereas the last eight years would have been um, liberal news. It still wouldn't be, you know, the news that we need to hear. That's just fucking free press. Yeah, I mean, we definitely couldn't trust a news source that was from the government. No. It's just like V from Vendetta or V for Vendetta. Yeah. Well, especially right now when we got a country where the, you know, I mean, what's one of what's, what's the president's favorite phrase to say? He points out and calls things fake news all the time. Like what is a fake news accusation? Yeah. But he's not necessarily wrong. It's not necessarily fake news, but it's, it's what I was saying. It's short cycle news. It's 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 a story for now, and then it gets blown off. So like, eventually, you know, we're gonna have the, this whole Hollywood sex scandal thing. All these these guys are all gonna get found out, but eventually something else is gonna take over, and it's gonna be another scandal. And then there's gonna still be people. This is all gonna drop off. Like you, it. it, it that's where you kind of that that seems to be more the problem where you're just like in, in you can have a bias slanted news organization and still cherry pick because like I'll I'll watch the news in the morning and at the as much as I don't buy into the news I can kind of take bits and pieces out that I can kind of discern are real or truth where like he's not wrong when he says it's fake news because it's all biased news. It's all, it's all coming from whatever angle they want to, they want to perpetuate. And so it's not necessarily the truth. It's the truth based on those feelings. 
Yeah, I can kind of see where you're coming from there. You know, I, the way I think he means it, though, is like, the, you know, every news organization lies, which I don't agree with. But, you know, if you look deeper behind that as opposed to just his, well, all news is wrong and you can't trust any of it other than Fox News because they're nice to me. You know, <laughs> if you if you look deeper, he, he's not wrong. News is kind of fake. It's all biased leaning. Yeah, it's, you know, when I did that last podcast with James Wetzel and and he was kind of giving his take on all that, that like with his tweeting and everything like that, it's really meant to just be a distraction to distract from some of the other things that are going on. I'd never really considered it that way. And I, I think there might have been some accuracy to that. No, I was listening. I was listening to that podcast and a lot of my political views were so in line with the way he was phrasing them. And the way he delivered him. And when he said that, I was thinking the whole time is somebody else is airing that because things like that have happened in like previous administrations. But in the age of technology that we are now, it's so fucking easy for it to come directly from the president and to mislead people. I, I, I totally agree with him. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, it's all good, man. I'm, I'm like super aggressive against fucking whoever's in, in power and the way they mislead us while they do mischievous and malicious things under the cover of whatever the, the, the cloud of deception. Oh, I totally agree. Because, I mean, I generally, if you, if you hear me talking about politics, like I have a, tend to have a negative view of Trump and whatnot, but... There was a lot of things about Obama that I had a negative view of as well. And I think a lot of it for me comes to, and it echoes a lot what you had just said, that I tend to not trust the people that are in power. Yeah. Um, re- remember when Obama was running and he was talking about all the transparency in government and protections for whistleblowers and, and shit like that? Yeah. Fuck, look what happened with Edward Snowden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whistleblower right there. He exposed illegal shit that was happening in the government, and that motherfucker had to flee to Russia. Yeah. Of yeah. all places, he had to go to fucking Russia. Are you kidding me? It's it's so much fucking just so much that all different governments do to try to mislead us. It's like the whole North, North Korea fucking launching a missile 30 yards into the ocean. That's bullshit, too. You don't think that they plan to do that to make us think that they can't do it because they probably can <sighs> It's like it's just another government way of of misleading people from whatever it is that their agenda currently is or whatever they're doing behind the scenes and it, it's to, it's totally to distract us from what they're doing. Do you guys watch uh Michael Moore documentaries at all? Fuck Michael Moore. I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I not watched a big fan of the first couple. I watched I watched this first couple and they were really good. The the capitalism a love story is one of the ones that I really like, and it, it's it's funny because they they show Carter talking about how if we give government any more power than they already have, we're going to be in a world of hurt. And everyone kind of like felt like they were being chastised by the president, and as as opposed to taking it for someone actually telling it like it is. And ever since then, it, it's been 
a constant wave of shady shit in politics where government has gotten bigger and more powerful and gotten to the point where they're untouchable by laws. Like, I remember fucking year, uh, a couple years ago, maybe a few years ago, most where everyone on in Capitol Hill was like all these senators and shit were getting insider information. Same shit that stock traders would get tried for and, and you know, arrested for and go to jail for and fucking senators were getting the same insider information and were able to act on it. Yeah. It's like, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't have a healthy trust of the government at all. I don't care what side it, it's, to me, the, there's very few and far in between politicians that are actually there for the people. It seems like most politicians these days are there for themselves or for their weird agendas to make as much money as humanly possible. No, that's totally true because there's so many stories about people who are like the everyman who enter into politics and they attain a certain level of politics and they either just completely quit politics at that point or they strive to get so much farther because the ones that are like the everyman who have a certain level of empathy and morality, they can't handle the fucking shit that you have to do or that the government does to its own people. To where they can't play a part in that, but once the people who have like a certain psychopathy or narcissism who don't have a problem with fucking everybody over, that they those are the ones who can strive and move above. Because you like just look at the last bunch of presidents that we have. Like I think Carter was our last everyman, because after him was Reagan, who was already a celebrity, he already had power. And then from there on, we had Bush, and then the other Bush, and fucking Clinton, Obama. They were all career politicians who have a certain... You can tell they all have a certain level of narcissism to them, if not fucking psychopathy to them. It's so fucked up. Oh, absolutely. Do you think you could get into that high of an office and not have that characteristic and get by? No. No, I, I think you you have to have, it, at least in today's politics, you have to have a super ego and loose morals to kind of get by in politics today. You have to yep. be able to talk a lot of bullshit is what yeah. it is and, and feel like you mean it and know deep down that everything that you're saying you're not going to do. You can't go in there and have anybody's best interests in mind other than your own, knowing you're going against all these other people who are thinking that same way, where they are they're in it for themselves, and and be able to sleep well at night because you're not going to be able to. All these people well, just want to fuck everybody else over and put as much money in their own pockets and get as much power as they can. Well, and, and that's why our our government, other than the president, has sessions. It, it, it used to be that when you were elected, that you actually were there to represent the people of where you lived. So, like, 
all these people who had regular jobs and were elected to office. They they would go to Washington, they would do their business, and then they they get paid very little and then go back to their communities and continue their life and working in the communities and, and seeing how it's lived around them. And now politicians only go back to their home state seldom like to run for re-election to kind of get their face out there again because we don't see them every day anymore it's they're always in washington it always seems like there's shit going on when there really isn't i mean honestly i i don't know how long congress and the senate are in session for but it's not very long and back when our government was set up that's how it was supposed to be you're supposed to be there for the people and we just we don't have it anymore it's it's not for the people it's for the country as a whole like i i can't i can't honestly think of a politician that is truly working for their people and not for their own interests. Oh, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I think when the founding fathers wrote up the constitution, they didn't conceive of the concept of a career politician no, because I, that, that idea was absolutely foreign to them. Yeah. And how, how different would the political landscape be today if they had had that forethought to write in term limits? Oh, I would have loved it. I, I, I think we'd be so much better off. And, and the problem is, especially with today, is lobbyists and shit like that. People who have the money to throw around to get their interests heard over the people the people that they're supposed to be serving. So, like, I don't have the same amount of money, at, say, as the gun lobby. So, like, the gun lobby, if I for whatever reason I decide to go up against the gun lobby, which I wouldn't, but I'm not going to have anywhere near enough money or influence to make someone's decision when the gun lobby can sit there and throw thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars at these guys and, and treat them to these special dinners and do favors for them and shit like that. Like, it, it, there's... There's not an equality to where what politics should be for the American people anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the gun lobby is a very powerful one. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if this is a little dark, but there was a mass shooting in an elementary school and no changes happened afterwards because politicians were worried about uh, re-elections. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you can go back and listen to previous episodes and I, I'm, I'm pro gun rights, but I also believe that if you have to go through a process to have a license to drive a car, then there should probably be a process to have a gun as well. A little yeah. bit more stringent than what we have now. And I don't have the answers to tell you what that process should be, but right now in the political landscape of America, it can't even be discussed. And that's that comes right down to lobbyists and and you can't also say that all lobbyists are bad because there's people who lobby for environmental protections and stuff as well but then you've got say police union lobbyists that 
lobby to keep marijuana illegal because it keeps the prisons full of these minor drug offenders. And then these people, it protects their job. You got pharmaceutical companies that lobby to keep marijuana illegal because in the states where it has gone legal, prescription drug deaths have gone down and whatnot. And so, I mean, there's a, there's a good and a bad to it. And I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that we got these career politicians in Washington, DC as a good old boys club. Yeah. With people that scratch each other's backs and they, they owe favors and whatnot. And how much of that would disappear if it was a revolving door? If people weren't allowed to become entrenched in this system? Yeah. I uh, think that's the way it should be. Do you guys remember when we were talking about dicks an hour ago? Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> now we're all serious. <laughs> This is how the start cast rolls, goddammit. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not it's not very often. Like if I try to talk politics with people that I work with, <clears throat> they're usually extreme on one side or the other, but they're also equally extremely ignorant of the <laughs> ramifications of what their decisions really would mean to the other side of the party line. So to talk or even to listen to politics, it's it's so fucking refreshing because it's important. And it's passionate, but it's like, you guys are both fucking level-headed. I don't know where Kyle is. I think he fucking fell asleep. But <laughs> it's like, you guys are level-headed. He's and eating fucking, cheesy poofs. I know he's fucking like, cheesy poofs. But, you, like, neither... <laughs> <laughs> neither of you guys are really obvious as to what... If you were to be Republican... And I already know fucking David, so shut the fuck up. If you were Republican or Democrat... It doesn't fucking show because you guys are not fucking stupid. You know, you know what I mean, right? Well, I, I I'm more of a libertarian. I, it I is kind of where I fall, but it, it's I see I see the good sides and bad sides of both, and I, I think there should be it's so far split that there's no gray area anymore, and I think that's. That's what's missing is that the the gray area where you know you can be pro abortion and you can be pro life, but the people have a right to choose. Like you can have your opinion, but the, in the end, isn't it someone's personal right? Like don't don't we have those rights guaranteed to us by the Constitution? You know, like. In, instead of trying to make your point the right one, find a compromise because it it doesn't benefit anybody arguing, thinking that your answer or your opinion is the only right way. Right. No, the real, yeah, the real true. world is gray. You know, you're yeah. absolutely right, and. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there, Eric. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. It's just so many people, they just believe that I think this should be this way, therefore the opposite should be illegal for everybody else. And it's like, no, just fucking let them do what they're going to fucking do. You can't fucking take it away. Like, in the 80s, it was all against fucking, like... In the 80s, it was all against, like, gay marriage and stuff. Well, I guess that was the 90s. 
But it's like, fuck it, you could be against it. That's fine. Be against it. That's your personal choice. But it doesn't mean it should fucking be illegal. And like prohibition, you can fucking say that you don't think people should be drunk because, you know, marriage problems between people getting drunk and beating their wives and things like that or drunkenness and with their jobs. That's fine. But that's somebody's choice. You can't fucking take that away. So demonizing things doesn't fucking make if you want to call it a problem, it doesn't make the problem go away right. because it's not your fucking problem. It's somebody else's choice. There's a fucking big difference between it being a problem and being somebody's fucking life. Yeah. It's, I, so fucked I, up. It, it, it's too bad that we're kind of at this place in our, in our country where it's so divisive. Like I, I have very, conservative friends i have very liberal friends i have a very liberal family actually where like it was a when was it it wasn't last election i think it might have been obama's first year and he was up against hillary clinton in the primaries and my uncle had come in and where I was working and he owns the place and he, he's very super liberal and he we were kind of chatting it up and he's like so you're gonna vote for Hillary I'm like fuck no absolutely not and he's like why I'm like well first off I don't really like her but second I don't really want a career politician in there like I don't want someone who's who's so biased and so one way that you can't get a word in edgewise. And he sat there, he goes, you, you think she's that way? I go, I absolutely know that she's that way. Like if she were to be elected into office, like she may not be able to do anything about it, but like her big stance is going to be gun control. And it's just a divisive stance. It's it's going to be something that doesn't go anywhere because you're you're going to have too much resistance on either side. And instead of focusing on the issues that would make America better, we're we're focused on shit that just divides us, and that and it doesn't help anyone. Like everyone, I, I agree that there should probably be more a, a little stricter gun control. To a degree. I, I think you should have the right to own whatever weapon you want. But you have you should go through the proper channels to get it. You know, you should be licensed. You should, you know, it should be registered. It, it's, you know, it, if you have to register a car, why shouldn't you register a gun? Like, we fucking have to register everything. We have to fucking register our dogs. For the love of God. If, if you have to register your dogs, why shouldn't you have to register a firearm that could possibly end someone's life. Like that makes sense to me, but I don't want to take the right for you to own it away. That, that, you know, that doesn't solve anything because regardless of whether you go through the proper channels or not, obviously there's going to be ways to get guns. If you really want one and not have to, you know, find some shady street corner in the middle of, you know, New York City and fucking buy a gun. That shit happens all the time. So, it, you know, it, 
to me, the the issues that we fight about aren't the main issues, and and everything else is just getting glossed over. I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at look at the fucking uh, Trump. He's immediately gone after divisive fucking issues that cannot be fucking solved the way he wants to solve them. Right. It's yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, and and I that's how he got elected because he he yelled and and screamed the loudest for a country that feels like they're not being respected by politicians. And when you have eight years of a liberal in office and you have someone who's completely on the other side and says outlandish things and you're like, this country needs a complete change. I completely agree with it. You're going to get those people out and vote and, and voting because they want that change. They finally feel like their issues are being heard. But again, those are issues that aren't going to be solved. They're, they're never going to be solved because it's a, it's a deadlock issue. There's too much resistance on either side. So instead of having candidates that run and talk about real issues and, and like talk about, you know, we need to decriminalize marijuana. We need to make it legal and, and learn how to profit off of it because shit like that can make America better. Like doing something small that increases farming fucking doesn't hurt. It, It hurts people less than alcohol, which is legal. Like the, the strengths of it, strengths of it don't, far outweigh than any kind of negative implication but because it's such a hot topic issue and people and and the the government you know kind of there's still this kind of taboo thing from the 20s about pot and what i mean it's still scheduled as a as a category one drug yeah schedule one no medical benefits yeah really Like, honestly, if you get busted with heroin, it would be the same as getting busted with pot. And that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, like, I, to be all honest, if if my kid came home one night after partying and was like, Dad, I got fucking super stoned, I'd be like, well, at least you're not fucking passed out in a field fucking puking up whatever vile liquor you were drinking like I did when I was their age you know like i would we would go out and get fucking hammered but if i were to look back at that like that did so much damage whereas i you know it smoking pop may not be the best for the brain at that age but you're sure as fucking gonna spend the night in a field covered in your own vomit mm-hmm. i think the worst thing about pot is that it it makes you feel like you're okay with just sitting around and doing absolutely nothing. That that might be the only negative thing about it. You know, otherwise Yeah. Otherwise, for me it's when you compare it against alcohol, alcohol is something that is going to reinforce your ego, it's going to lower your inhibitions and it's going to most likely 
cause you to act like a fucking fool. Whereas with with pot, it's gonna it's gonna make you check yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing that that a lot of people in this country need, it's probably a little bit more paranoia and self awareness. <laughs> just to put it bluntly (laughs) and i totally agree with what you were saying like i would much rather bust my kid with a joint than a six-pack of beer yep because christ i i would sit down put on a led zeppelin album and get stoned with my kid and be like this is what smoking grill pot is like like that stupid shit that your friends have that's you know barely can be considered pot this is the good shit Right here. <laughs> and, and like kind of at least because like when when i was a kid I like i don't i don't necessarily know that i wanted my mom to be okay with my drinking but i went and did it anyways i i know my kids are gonna do stupid shit i know my kids are gonna be out but at least if my kids know that i'm not i wasn't a saint and i know that they're gonna fuck up I want them to be able to trust me and be like, listen, dad, I'm at a party. I got, I had a drink or two. They know they're going to be in trouble, but at least they know they can come to me and be like, listen, I'm, I'm kind of drunk. I don't want to drive. I, I can't drive or the people I'm with can't drive. I would, much rather go pick them up and have them have the confidence to call me and know that they're not going to have their asses chewed out because of it. But at the same time, if they're like, you know what, dad, I'm a little too stoned. Be like, you know what? I'm a little too stoned too, but I'm still going to drive over there and I'm going to pick you up and we're going to come home and it's going to be okay. You know, I, I just, I think it's, it's, Weed is a lot safer than booze, and and the fact that booze is legal and pot is not absolutely amazes me. Yeah, it's weird. It's really goddamn strange. Do you, do you know how pot became legal in, or illegal in the first place? Yeah, it's fucking like uh, lumber, wasn't it? Yep. Because it was going to be used as a lumber that was cheaper than. Whatever well, it some was, fucking lobbyist had. It, it was William Randolph Hearst owned a <clears throat> lumber company. He also right. owned magazines and, and, and a media company. And he was making money off of selling his own company the paper from the lumber from his lumber mill. And because hemp was so much cheaper to produce and to manufacture and he would have ended up losing money on his lumber yard. He had, he strongly urged his politician friends to help criminalize it. But the way he did it was, have you ever seen, um, reefer madness? Oh yeah. Okay. So it was a lot of, it was a, a smear of, campaign. Yeah, it really was. It was, you know, jazz singers use this and they get super violent. Like it was just a smear, uh, an absolute smear campaign on shit that wasn't true. And they, were, they were writing newspaper articles saying that blacks and Mexicans were smoking it and raping white women. 
Exactly. So, <laughs> it's, you know, and, and that's why it's illegal. And that's why it's still got a, a, a taboo on it because people buy into that shit. Like, uh, honestly, if I had started smoking pot before I started drinking, I'd probably be far healthier. But, I, you know, I spent a lot of time of my life drinking because it was accessible. And the amount of damage I did to my body, I, I mean, before I moved back, in, moved back to Vermont and got with my wife, I was as hard of an alcoholic as you could possibly imagine. I, I lived in the Virgin Islands where there was really no governor on people's behavior and drinking. I woke up, went to work, drank. I, you know, when I got done work, I was at least a six pack in on whatever I was drinking. Um, when, you know, I would go take a nap and then I would go hit happy hour and then I'd be at the bars all night and I, I would literally be going to bed with a drink in my hand. I, when I came back to Vermont, I, within three months, and it, it probably started while I was in the islands, but within three months of me me being back in Vermont, I had made myself a diabetic because I drank so much. I, I wasn't eating great either, but the amount of alcohol that I constantly had seriously affected my health. And I can't say that I've ever smoked so much pot that... I've affected my health. I may have gotten the munchies and eaten a little bit too much, but I'm not constantly ingesting something that is a poison to my entire body. Yeah. I mean, the research they've done so far shows that it actually reduces cancer rates. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas, you know, alcohol is going to give you cirrhosis of the liver. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's always been mind blowing to me that, that something so dangerous as alcohol is, it's mainstream, it's commonplace. And that smear campaign that they put on, on, on pot was so successful that, you know, there's people now who honest to God believe it's dangerous. I mean, look at, look at our attorney general right now, Jeff Sessions against all fucking odds is trying to get the federal government to start cracking down on these states mm-hmm. with a fucking Republican administration. What has the Republicans always been for? They've always been for states' rights. Yep. Not when it comes yeah. to pot. No fucking yeah. way. They don't, they don't, this guy doesn't give a shit about any of the positive benefits that have come in these states where it's been legalized, let alone the will of the fucking people. I mean, this guy is just clearly stuck in the 50s. Yeah, well, it was... Th- this past election with um, Hillary Clinton, I remember Chelsea coming out and being taking a strong stand against pot. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? First off, you're a liberal. Your dad smoked it. I don't give a fuck if he said he inhaled or not. That motherfucker was a stoner. I think he was a stoner in the White House. That dude talked so slow. He, you knew that motherfucker was constantly <laughs> red-eyed and munchy going, oh, man, I just want to fuck him burrito right now i want a burrito if he wasn't fucking high all the time he would have been divorced fucking years ago absolutely and i I remember chelsea coming out being like well no pot's not good i like that would be if my if my mom got elected i I would you know take a hard stand of pot i'm like 
motherfucker, you're for gay marriage, you're for everything else, but pot's the thing that, that offends you, like, seriously? Really? Yeah, I, but her mom wasn't for gay marriage until 2013 when the political ones blew that way. Absolutely true. Right. Yep. Right. And that's the problem with a career politician. You're not yep. getting the honesty out of them. You're getting the there's they're licking their finger and sticking it up in the air and going, which way is going to get more people to like me? Yeah. Ah, we should talk about something else. See if we can get Kyle to talk again. I'm telling you, those fucking cheesy poops are magnetic. Man. That, that dude is fucking like mowing down right now. He's like, motherfuckers are just talking politics, and I'm going to eat this entire 28 ounce barrel of fucking cheesy poops. You, you can tell that he works in a bar because yeah. he's like, politics? I'm not getting involved. <laughs> nope. He should have fucking gotten involved when we were talking about prohibition and alcohol versus marijuana. Yeah, he could, it's like a free it's free advertising for his dad's <laughs> bar. That's right. Kyle, are you still there? I wonder if he <laughs> muted himself. Like, <laughs> shot. He's probably talking and he's like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, he should have some good bar me. stories, right? Oh, motherfucker, do I have good bar stories? Holy shit. I never I, been to I, I have a bar story that, that that's kind of incriminating. So I were when I lived out in Wyoming, it was the first time I had ever been to a bar where you could drive up. I've been through drive-through packy stores and shit, liquor stores. I have never been to a a drive-through liquor store, and in Wyoming they had drive-through bars. So like every bar had a fucking storeroom full of liquor. You could pull up, order whatever you want. They'd hand it to you through a, like a dry, a fucking McDonald's drive through window. I thought that was fucking brilliant. I was like, holy shit. But on top of that, you could also get drinks to go. You could order yourself a rum and Coke because they had open container law. You couldn't be drunk driving, but you could be drinking and driving. That shit amazed me. I was absolutely floored. So Wyoming was another stretch where – because I've worked in kitchens for a very long time. And if you know anything about kitchen employees, almost all of them are alcoholics or have been at some point. Um, So it was – we were working one morning and I, I was a little hungover, kind of in a shitty mood. And my buddy was the waiter in the morning and he comes in, gives me orders. I make the food. I send it out and comes back in. He's like, this lady wants her eggs wet, like a little moisture. I'm just like, okay. So I barely cook the eggs, send them out. He comes back in with it. I'm telling you people right now, you can send your food back once you send it back twice something's happening to your food and it's not going to be pleasant (laughs) so i'm sitting there and he's like dude this guy this chick is a bitch she's a raging bitch and he's like i'm so sick of her we 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 usually had these people for like weeks uh, a week or a few days at a time and she'd been there all week and was just getting on my buddy's last nerve i said this is our last day right yep I said, her eggs weren't wet enough, huh? Yep. So I'm, I 
crack a couple eggs in the pan, fuck it. <laughs> fucking send him out. He fucking goes and serves the eggs, and he's like, he, well, before he served him, he grabbed the plate. He goes, are you serious? I said, oh, absolutely. He goes, no, seriously, I'm, I, you want me to take this out to her? I go, yep. He takes out the plate and serves it to her. Plate comes back clean. I fucking laugh my ass off. I gave that that brightened up my whole day. I'm fucking sitting there and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so now I'm in a good mood. So the end of the, our day, we get ready and we're going into town for the weekend. And um, we're hitting the bars and there's this bar in Jackson Hole called the Million Dollar Saloon. And it's got these silver dollars lacquered into the bar, all like all around the bar. And uh, so we're we had hit like two or three other bars before we got there. And when we we got there, we we ordered a drink. We're sitting down at the bar, and some guy comes walking over to my buddy. He's like, "Oh my god!" My buddy's like, "Oh hey." He's like, hey, why don't you guys come over and we'll buy you drinks? Apparently, because I, I didn't, I worked in the kitchen, never saw these people. It was the guests from the week that were at our our ranch. So we go over and they're buying us drinks and getting us smashed. And he goes, oh, my God, can you believe that one girl that was here with us? What a cunt. Oh, she, we couldn't stand her. And my buddy was just about to say something. I elbowed him right in the ribs. He was like, nah. I'm like, don't say a fucking word. So they, they're telling us these horror stories about her. And we're like, oh, my God. I just wish you'd spit in her food while we were there. And I didn't. I didn't. Me and my buddy didn't say a fucking word. And they're like, you know what? We're going to tell the bartender to keep the tab open. You guys can drink tonight. So we get fucking smashed on these people. And the entire time after they left, I fucking couldn't stop laughing. Because I'm like, if they had only known what I did to her eggs, they'd fucking die. Like, they they probably would have bought my beer for the entire weekend, much less just that night. But it was, it was oh, I wish you had spit in her food. I just wanted to say, I did. I totally did. <laughs> That's so gnarly, but you know, you you fucking deserve that shit. You really should not fuck with people who oh, no. prepare your food. You're just oh, that's I, a cardinal fucking rule. I, I I like I said, I've worked in kitchen. Like I started working in kitchens when I was twelve. I, I started at a beach concession stand and then like just worked in restaurants from that point on. Um, but when I uh, when I moved from Massachusetts to New Hampshire, I got a job in a steakhouse. And this is where I learned what real kitchens were like. Everyone smoked. Everyone had, everyone swore. I don't care if you are a waitress and small, petite, little, frail old lady. That waitress would come in and say fuck more than anybody. Like, it, it, it was really, really super vulgar. Like, another reason I can't stop swearing um but they're all fucking disgusting perverted fox too <laughs> so i had i had a one of my i guess he'd be considered the sous chef was um lived right down the road from me and uh 
one day we're working on the line. He goes, so, uh, you know that sheep farm that you pass on your way home? I said, yeah. He goes, well, when I was a kid, about your age, I used to wear those, like, thigh-high boots and go into the sheep field. I put the back of the sheep legs and down the boots, and I just start fucking the sheep. I'm like, what? He goes, this is what you do late at night. You drive up to that farm, you stop, you turn off your engine, you roll down your windows. And he goes, and you just listen. And I said, and what am I listening for? He goes, what sound do sheep normally make? I said, bah. He's like, that's right, bah. He goes, if you go to that specific sheep farm, turn off your engine and sit there and listen. You'll hear those sheep sit there go, Bob, Bob. Bob, his name was Bob. So I'm like, you sick fuck. And, like, that was that was like one of the Tamer stories. I he came in, he used to uh, ski instruct as well, like in the morning. And so one day he comes in kind of late towards the morning, and he's fucking soaked head head to toe, and. He's leaving puddles everywhere he goes in the kitchen. And my head chef turns around and is like, Bob, fucking do something. Jesus Christ, seriously. You're making a mess. Well, we had a dryer there, so he fucking went and threw his clothes in and everything else comes back to the line. And everyone's working, so no one's paying attention to him. And about, I would say, 25 minutes go by, half an hour, somewhere around there. And my head chef... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it goes, Jesus fucking Christ, Bob, put some fucking pants on. And we all turn around, and he is literally wearing only an apron. Only an apron. <laughs> no underwear, no socks, no pants, nothing. Just an apron. I'm like, what the fuck? It, it, this is like where I started seeing weird shit. Like, it, this is where you realize you don't really want to fuck with kitchen employees. Like, you get a steak that's like overdone or underdone, send it back. But if it comes back and it's still fucked up, leave it. Because first off, it if it if it, you get it sent back to you and it's still not right, you're not going to get it right, even if you send it back for a third time. But if you send it back for a third time, you're going to piss someone in that kitchen off, <laughs> and someone in that kitchen is more than willing to do shit to your food, plate, whatever. I have seen a waiter pull his dick out and stick it in someone's soup. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like waiting. Yeah. That's that, just going to say. <laughs> yeah. And like it is I have I have seen people fuck on counters and then make food on those <laughs> counters. Like clerks. Like too. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like worse like at least you knew that they cleaned the counters i'm like i literally walked in on someone fucking like i, I was going into work i was the first one there and uh, well other than the two people fucking <laughs> on the counter come walking in and they're just fucking <coughs> on the counter and i turn around walk out and dude comes right and i was like don't tell no one well first off he's married he's fucking a married woman and i'm like okay whatever dude I go back in and she's zipping up and there's 
wetness on the counter. I'm like, are you going to clean that up? He's like, nope. Fucking just starts fucking throwing food on it and starts <laughs> eating shit. I'm like, oh, fuck you. That is nasty. So I don't go out to eat thinking that your food is being prepared by these very proper and Gordon Ramsay-like chefs. <laughs> Most restaurants that you go are going to are I have had someone fuck on the counters that had your food on it. So, yeah. <laughs> By the way, does anyone have a clock on the last time I talked? <laughs> oh, it's minutes. been a while. <laughs> the Bush administration. <laughs> well, I didn't really have anything to contribute to that conversation, so I muted for a while. Then I tried coming back when you guys started talking about the cheesy poofs, but something was fucked up. It wasn't working. I told you. He was like fucking mowing down on cheesy poofs. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was mowing down. Oh, so yeah, any good bar stories, Kyle? <laughs> not quite as good as people fucking on prep tables. But <laughs> I was just say, can you follow that? <laughs> mine's more of crazy. Oh, I don't know if I've told you this, Joe, but there was one time I uh, I work Mondays and Fridays at the bar. Uh, at this time of this story, I would go home, change straight to the bar bartender well this one time it was me two regulars and some crazy like homeless lady like literally crazy uh comes in asks for water i give her water for a little bit i don't i didn't know that the one of the ladies that were there told her my name so she said she starts Accusing me oh, of going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. She, sta- she starts accusing me of soliciting her for a blowjob in the park for money earlier in the day when I was at work all day. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, I have no fucking idea what the hell you're talking about. I, I've been working since six in the morning. There's no way that was me. Yes, I know it was you. I know it was you, Kyle. And that was the point where I didn't know she. someone told her my name. I'm like, uh, wait, what? She's like, you were in that same exact shirt, which I wasn't. And she's just sitting here fucking trying to... You're, yeah, you came up to me. You asked me, hey, I give you 20 bucks if you give me a blowjob. I'm like, um, sorry, ma'am, no. He's like, yeah, uh, you... I, I, I know the guy that helped you out. You're autistic. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so she pretty much was saying that I had a mental handicap, which I can't completely argue, but. <laughs> <laughs> Different one. <laughs> yeah. But then she, she just so stuck on that. I was a person asking her for a blowjob in the fucking park. And it finally came down to him like, you need to get your fucking crazy ass out of here. She's like, eh, fine. It's, it's fuckers like you that I can't go into any bars. I'm like, no, but you're a crazy fucking ass. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and then there's other times where I've had 
homeless guys come in and our bar is pretty cheap. It's for, we have two, we only have two drafts, but we have Coors Light on draft and Blue Moon. Our Coors Light is a dollar for a draft, then $2 for Blue Moon. So the homeless guys will come in, get in dollar draft. Well, there was this one guy one time, completely fucking shit-faced as he walked in. Torn up jeans, torn up sweatshirt, fucking blood and fucking from wiping his fucking nose on his sleeve. I was like, all right, I hope this guy just has one beer. If not, I'm going to fucking kick him out. Has half his beer, puts his head on the fucking, uh, we have like the padded edge on the bar, puts his head on there, pulls up, and fucking just throws up on the side of the bar. Well, one of the other bartenders there, he's like, all right, that's fucking it, you motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. Then yet another bartender was there. He runs to the back, gets fucking comment or something, just starts fucking spraying down everything this dude fucking touched. This guy's fucking sitting here trying. The guy tried throwing punches and fucking went to swing and fucking fell down. <laughs> God, man. I, that would be so rough at times, having to be around fucking drunk people. Oh, drunk people is fine. It's drunk. It's fine. Alcoholics is fucking. Yeah. Oh, oh I, 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 I got, there, there's people there that are just fucking hilarious. Like those pictures that I sent in the, uh, group, group chat on Facebook of that one guy. <laughs> Holy shit. That guy, he'll, he'll go in at when we open and during the week we open at seven in the morning. So he'll go in right at opening time. And I'm usually done at 10 o'clock. That fucker will still be there at 10 o'clock drinking. And he's either drinking fucking old style or fucking whiskey. And <sighs> this, like this last Friday, I I even had a video of it. He's literally walking at like a 45 degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm recording him and I hold it up. I'm pointing it straight at him. And he's just sitting there fucking pointing. What the fuck? What the fuck is this motherfucker doing? What, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> His ride yells at him. He's just like, eh. Just fucking pulls a 180 and walks away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got this buddy of mine like two years ago. So I was... um, Okay, two years ago. So I was a little younger. And we went down south <laughs> in Southern California to go hang out because my buddy does he does work down there and it's like three hours down south. So it's a college town, college area, and he tells me the whole time it's as he he we're talking back and forth over the last year while he's down there and he's like, yeah, you gotta come down here one year. I'm hanging out. This is really cool place. These cool bars and there's people that are they're they're cool. They're younger, but they're not like college people. We can come hang out with this, that, and the other. So like fucking my for. I don't remember what my wife was doing that weekend. So I was like, I'm going to go fucking this weekend. So I drove down there with him that weekend. I should have fucking known, dude. I should have known. Because as soon as we leave town, he's like, I need an energy drink. So we stopped at this fucking little, like, uh, this, like, coffee shop kind of drive through coffee area. I don't know if you guys have them. Ours is called Bottoms Up, where it's like an espresso coffee type stop. You can get energy drinks and 
mo in whatever expresses there, and the girls are dressed in lingerie. I don't know if you guys no. have those. Fuck you don't them. have no. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> we have I want fucking, one. We have <laughs> fucking all over. So we pull up to this fucking place. It's drive through. This fucking chick has fucking. She's wearing underwear. That's she's wearing underwear. And I haven't fucking gone out with my buddy in years. And fucking, so the first thing he asked this chick is he's like, hey, are those Ninja Turtles on your fucking panties? So she sticks her fucking muff out the fucking window to show her, <laughs> show us the edge of her fucking underwear. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Wow. That was the start of our fucking vacation. So we go down south where we go to this fucking little pub. Everyone's a little bit younger than us. They're in their like mid 20s. And I'm like, this is cool. I can hang out with mid to late 20s. I can do that. It's no fucking big deal. So we go back to our place. We get fucking changed to go out for the night. And he fucking starts. We go pick up some fucking dude who works at the hotel there because he goes to this hotel all the time. And the guy knows him. So he fucking comes with us. This dude's a fucking spaz. He's weird. He's I'm not going to judge people, but he's this dude's 25 and he's a virgin. Yeah, I'm judging him. He's fucking. Yeah, I was just going to say that. that, That's all judging, sir. So we take this dude and we go down. We hit like one bar up and it's full of fucking young college kids. And I don't fucking like young people. I don't like them. So we go We're and it's fucking awkward as fuck. While we're there, there's two fucking older women who are fucking like stalking for young dudes. They order a glass of wine and they don't drink any of it. I know this because the next fucking couple places we go, the same fucking broads are there. Little do I realize that my buddy is just taking me places to fucking gawk at 21-year-old girls <laughs> while these fucking same two women are hitting on 21-year-old dudes. So we go to this fucking... We're in line to go to a club. I don't fucking go to clubs because I'm fucking not 21 years old. This dude we have with us is fucking acting a fool dancing around, acting goofy. Everyone is backed away from him and we're in line. So the line is basically like one, two people in the front of the line, probably three feet back is this dude. Three feet away from him is my buddy. And like three feet away from him is me. Cause I'm like, this is fucking weird. And I bump into the girls behind me and there's like three or four girls. There's a dude. They're fucking, early 20s like they're fucking 21 and I turned around and looked at him I'm like hey can I can I hang out with you guys tonight because I'm with these two guys one's a fucking weirdo and the other guy's creeping me out and the fucking broads <laughs> this fucking young broad I never met him they grabbed me and pulled me into their fucking group and they're like yeah you can come hang out with us tonight I'm like alright so we get and I was like I'm with, I'm with this dude from work or he's I know him. He's here for work. I just came to hang out with him. He's like, yeah, he's kind of creepy. I'm like, yeah, he's fucking creepy as fuck. And they're like, well, how do you know him? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I just, we're just buddies. You know, this, that, and the other. He, they're like, he looks like he's 40. I'm like, he's fucking, he is 40. And he's fucking out here. Like, oh man, how do you know him? I'm like, I just, we're, we're just friends. I go, well, how, how old do you think I am? And they're like, you look like you're 30. I'm like, I fucking am 30. So we go into this fucking bar. We're hanging out. I'm hanging out with them. And he comes back. He finds me. He's like, what are you doing? I go, oh, I'm just hanging out with these these people. And he's like, well, what do you hang out with? Come hang out with me. I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm like, I guess I'll, you know, for whatever reason, we're fucking talking this, that, and the other. 
And this dude, my buddy, I've known him since the first grade of fucking first day of kindergarten. He is creeping everybody out because he's one of those fucking old dudes who's staring at fucking chicks, just gawking over. Like he's got his drink and he's drinking it while he's looking at him, just like eating the fucking banana while you're looking at somebody. <laughs> Uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, fuck. It was so bad. And so he fucking asks so this, that, and the other. And some girl brings up that, you know, what are you doing here? You're like 40. And he's like, I am 40, but what about him? And they're like, well, what about him? He's he's cool. And we go, how old do you think he is? They're like, well, he's like 30. He's like, no, he's fucking 42. <laughs> and they looked at me. <laughs> they looked at me. I was like, fuck. I go, yeah, I am 40. They're like, oh, my God, you don't fucking act it. I go, what, I don't act it because I'm not on Dateline NBC? <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking creepy. So yeah, we fucking my buddy was so fucking mad at me because I ditched him and hung out with these other people because we were just hanging out and it wasn't all chicks, it was a dude in there. And he was fucking creeping all these young kids out because he was staring at them fucking all night long. It was so fucking uncomfortable. Ugh. That's creepy <sighs> behavior. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so much as oh go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say when I was in the island, I we made it a mission to see to to see how good the young kids were at drinking. Now, mind you, I was in my mid twenties, but I've been drinking since I I was twelve, so I, I have some experience in this. I, I go to the islands, and there's a lot of frat boys who think that they can drink, and. Uh, On top of my excessive drinking, I also partook in other bar-like activities. So a bunch of us would go out, do a ton of blow, drink all night, and go back, wake up two hours later, and start working. And there was this kid who just got to the island, and he thought he was some hot shit. And how... What a badass he was. We we go out drinking and he'd just get fucking stupid sloppy drunk and you know, you know, we'd be drinking as much as he was and we were we we're drunk, but we weren't fucking sloppy. We could handle our buzz. So one night we all decide we're going out. And this is this is a night before the island has something called bar wars, where all the bars and restaurants and hotels on the island send delegates. And, and a lot of places had two different delegates for their places because there's just a fucking ton of people there, ton of hotels, ton of bars. And uh, we Bar Wars was basically drinking Olympics. You know, you, you do fucking physical activities, drink the entire time you're doing it, and whoever doesn't fall on their face wins. So this kid was on one of our two teams that we had and he was talking all kinds of shit he was oh i'm gonna kill it tomorrow and everything else now mind you i started drinking at like six o'clock in the morning and when we go to to the bar for the night i've had about an entire bottle of rum and then some we go to the bar and we're all hanging out and he's just drinking and drinking. We're all keeping up with him. And me and my buddy start going to the bathroom to do lines. 
we come back and he's like, I know what you're going to the bathroom for. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, next time you go, I want to go with you. I'm like, all right, whatever. Can't handle that either. So next time we go, we fucking bring him into the bathroom back to our resort. And it's usually kind of expensive. And every penny he had on booze. So we, he's like, I'm just going to say that I'll pay him when I get up there. And at some point, I'll jump off and run up to the resort we're like you're a fucking idiot but okay so there's a one of the beaches has a path that goes right up to our resort but it's a fucking good hike so when the taxi driver makes the turn he fucking jumps out and ends up running up to the resort we end up paying for him anyways because we don't stiff the fucking taxi driver especially the island natives you don't want island natives pissed off at you so we get up there and He's fucking smashed, and we're, it's like the sun is just about to break, and we're in the kitchen, and we have the tap going, and we're still drinking, and this this kid's fucking sloppy, and we're all like, all right, we're done, we're going to bed. I woke up about five hours later, went down, had breakfast, someone comes down, he goes, dude, do you see where that Tony kid is? I'm like, no. He's like, he's passed out right face down and a pile of puke right before his door. I'm like, oh shit, that's funny. He's going to be a wreck. He's not going to, like, my whole thing is, I don't care if he's dead or not. I'm like, he's not going to be able to participate in bar wars. He's going to be fucking hammered. He, he, he won't be able to drink a fucking thing. So he comes down a little bit later and everyone's kind of giving him shit and he's like, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be able to drink today. So we all go down for bar wars and we all start drinking kind of early just to kind of get prepped. And he's like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. We're like, dude, you're going to have a rough time. He's like, I'll get through it. <laughs> so the first obstacle is it, I, it, some fucking running thing. I, I forget what it was. But you get to the end and there's a table and you have to pound a beer. And then you have to run down and do something else and pound a beer there and then run back. You have about eight beers that you have to run back and forth and pound. So he's up and he runs, does the obstacle, gets to the table, and he grabs the beer and he looks at it. And you can tell he's about to throw up. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, oh, God. And I'm just like, oh, he's going to hurl right here. And it, he fucking plugs his nose and downs the beer and downs it fucking fast. And it was like a switch went off and that kid became a fucking drinker all over again. He ended up finishing the course, finishing everyone's fucking beer. Now, granted by the end of the day, he was fucking sloppy drunk and ended up passing out again. But like, it was amazing to me that uh, it was just watching that transformation of going from, I'm going to fucking puke to shit. It's a hair of the dog. I'm fucking all in again and just fucking started drinking. It was fucking beautiful. It, we, we did our best to get that kid fucking tweaked too. So he just couldn't he couldn't do it. We're like, oh, he's never going to be able to get through bar wars. Yeah, no, nope, that motherfucker. I'm like, it, it was moments like that. I'm like, maybe I've been drinking a little too long because I don't have that kind of bounce back anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was about, I was going to fucking ask just now because I just listened to you guys on tales from the yard and scott's talking about how he can't drink fucking whiskey and he's getting older and how he, when you're older you can't fucking drink 
I was going to ask at what point, at what age that happens. It's, I don't know, because honestly, I still kind of have a tolerance when it comes to alcohol. I don't, it was, I had been sober for four or five years, something like that. Hadn't, hadn't really touched a drop of liquor because I, I came back from the islands pretty much stopped drinking, became diabetic, knew I couldn't really drink. And it, it wasn't really like I, I went to AA or anything. It was like, oh, people shouldn't drink. I was just like, fuck, I'm done. I'm done drinking. I don't need it anymore. And um, I we went to my brother-in-law's Halloween party. And they were doing jello shots. And at that point, I really had never had a jello shot. Oh, shit. I, I had heard of them and shit like that, but I'm like, I'd never had a jello shot. So I had a couple yeah. jello shots. Someone was passing around moonshine, took some swigs off that. And then somehow my brother in law found a funnel and they were doing funneling contests. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, so this entire time, I'm, I'm kind of keeping up with everyone else there. And now, mind you, I haven't had a drop of alcohol in five years. I had probably a dozen jello shots, oh. a quarter of a jar of moonshine, <laughs> and then my brother-in-law challenged me to do funnels. My wife didn't know I was drinking. Like, she knew I had a few jello shots, but she didn't know the extent of it and saw me take a hit off someone's moonshine. Again, didn't know exactly how much I ended up drinking. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do a funnel right now. I'm like, uh, I got to wait for Shan to leave. So she leaves like a half an hour later and my brother-in-law's, come on, let's go do a funnel. Let's go do a funnel. And at this point, I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm like, you know, this is, you know, this is about where my tolerance was when I quit drinking. Like, I, this is about an evening for me at this point when I was like heavily drinking. And I'm like, I bet this funnel is going to fuck me up. Nope, did the funnel, beat my brother-in-law. And I hadn't done a funnel in fucking like 15 years, something like been forever since I did a funnel. And I, I never did funnels a lot anyways. So I beat him doing a funnel and I'm just like kind of walking around drinking. Everyone's fucking now it's getting late at night and people are fucking passed out, falling in the field, puking everywhere and everything. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to head home. My brother-in-law's like, dude, are you okay to drive? I'm like, I'm fine. He's like, no, seriously, are you okay to drive? I'm like, no, dude, seriously, I'm fine. I, I, I honestly, I don't feel hammered. Like, I have a good buzz going and everything, but I'm not hammered. He's like, Jesus Christ, how much do you drink? I'm like, I told him. He's like, you're fucking smashed. I'm like, I'm really not, man. I'm, you know, I, I got a really good buzz going and... I, I'm perfectly fine to drive. Drove home, got in bed, and then that's when it hit me. Then the world started spinning. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> no, this is not good. No, this is not what I want. Yeah, that, that's when it was kind of brutal. But again, I still like when, when I go to the motorcycle rally I go to, it's I'll walk around all day drinking or doing jello shots and shit. And it doesn't have the same effect as on me as when I was younger, when I would drink just to get drunk. You know, it was like like now it's even if I'm 
drinking as much as I used to, it doesn't hit me as hard. I kind of, I kind of, it feels like it's kind of spread out more. It lasts a little bit longer. I don't get sloppy drunk anymore. (laughs) My my wife bought me a breathalyzer for Christmas just to kind of, dude, some people thought that she bought me one because I, like, when we go out, whether we can gauge whether we should drive or not. (laughs) But in, in reality, I got it because I was on Facebook. I got a Facebook message from somebody. I'm not going to say who they were. But they were drinking and they had a breathalyzer and they kept showing me every 15 minutes what their alcohol content was. And it was fucking funny, dude. It was fun. And I said I wanted one. So she bought me one for Christmas. And her That's birth- so funny. Dude, yeah. her birthday was the weekend before last. And fucking her friend's husband comes over and he's fucking like, I don't know, 32, 33. He's fucking younger than me. And he's there's fucking something weird with this dude. But he he gets all mouthy and stuff once he starts getting a little drunk. So we start drinking probably like three beers in. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to fucking take this. I pulled it off. I didn't say nothing. And I breathed into it just to see what it was at. And it was like point oh three or something so he's like oh let me see what i got he blows into he's like fucking a point oh one behind me so i was like yeah you're fucking blo-. he's and he and then as we kept drinking he kept fucking getting mouthy because he kept being like point oh one behind me every fucking time <laughs> but i'm like watching him going dude this dude's getting fucked up he's getting mouthy he's getting fucking courage <laughs> All this shit. And I'm like, dude, he's just acting. He's like dropping shit. I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking, this breathalyzer's either fucked up or he just can't handle his liquor. So the whole time, constantly, I'm fucking, I'm always fucking higher than him. I'm like, whatever. And so fucking, I don't remember, like maybe six or seven beers later, I'm fucking, we breathe into it. We take some shots. We wait a while. And then we were looking at it, and finally, fucking, I'm like at .07, he's at .08, and I'm like, fucking finally, he's fucking above me. And this dude is fucking getting hammered. And then, like, I don't know, he he left maybe an hour later, and I'm breathing into this thing, and it's got, it's, it's fucking got me, dude. It's like a game of its own. It's like, it's telling me you're not fucking drunk. So I'm thinking, I can fucking drink. And that was my fucking mistake. <laughs> so I got yeah. my wife's friend's little sister's over and she's like 25 and I already drank this fucking 30 something year old dude fucking out like nothing like nothing dude it, I didn't feel it I didn't even feel it and he was fucking drunk and had to leave and I'm drink, I'm drinking I slammed a beer she wants to chase a beer with me I'm like alright we're gonna take a shot we'll take a slam a beer so I I had my beer done before she was like even a quarter done she had to put it down I was like holy shit so I feel like I'm fucking the man. Well, I fucking was not the man. Because I had <laughs> three quarters of fucking bottle of whiskey I drank that night. I don't know. I fucking drank... I don't know how many fucking beers I drank. A lot of beers. I did a couple of shots. So that fucking breathalyzer, fuck that fucking thing. Because it, it gave me courage I never would have fucking had. <laughs> I wasn't trying to... <laughs> was not trying to show off. I wasn't trying to be the big man. It fucking that fucking machine got into my head and it tricked me into beating myself and it fucking beat me. That fucking piece <laughs> of shit. Uh, That's the, fucking the, funny. Ba- the bars in Wyoming had breathalyzers on the wall to make sure that you were 
okay to drive. So we get out of work one day, we go to Jackson Hole, and we just start. I, I had been drinking from the minute I punched out because I wasn't driving to Jackson Hole. It was my buddy's car and everything. So I could I could literally punch out and start drinking and not have to worry about anything. So from about 11 o'clock in the morning yep. until we were getting ready to leave the bar at 1230 I hadn't stopped drinking I don't even think I had anything to eat except for what I had in, in the morning I was smashed I knew I was smashed I knew I was fucking drunk I wasn't super sloppy drunk but I knew I was fucking drunk and my buddy and the other guy we were with had been drinking but not quite as hard so we decided that we were going to figure out who was, if, if we got pulled over and we had to do a breathalyzer, who would be least likely to get arrested. So my my buddy blows first and he blows like a point zero nine or yeah, point zero nine. So he's like right at the limit. My other buddy blows and he blows a point one two. And I'm Whoa. like sitting there going, I'm like going, you fuckers. I'm like, I'm going to have you both be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be smashed. Watch this. It's going to be like a 0.15. Watch it. I blow in 0.03. I'm like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Hold on. So we give the machine time and we're like, maybe we just fucked with the machine too much. Did it again. 0.03. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way I should be anywhere near a car, much less behind the wheel of a car. I'm like, we're going to get this time. You do it right. Make sure it's done right. Do it again. 0.03. I'm like, my buddy just, after the third time, hands me the keys. He's like, you're driving. I'm like, what? He's like, yep. Now, granted, we didn't have to go far. And at this point... I am confident in my drunk driving skills because even though it's not a good idea, I did a lot of it. It wasn't smart. I get all of that, but I did it. And I was really good at it. <laughs> it's, it's fucking bad. I Actually, I, I had a lot of drunk driving experiences in Wyoming. But I remember fucking getting in the car, driving home. It was perfectly fine. I did see the road three ways, and it was not. I shouldn't have been behind the car, but literally if I had gotten pulled over by a cop and had to blow, I would have been fine. It was it was fucked up. So it was towards the end of the, our season, and I had gone to Jackson Hole. My buddies had gone to Cheyenne for the weekend. And... I went to a bar where a friend of mine from out here in Vermont ended up working. I'm like, so I just went to that bar and she was feeding me these fucking like yard beers all night long. And I was smashed. I was so hammered. And it was one of the only times that I know I've blacked out. So she, it, it's, last call and everything she gives me my last beer and she's like all right i'll see you tomorrow i'm like all right later i walk out of the bar into the parking lot and i don't remember anything that it's where it goes absolutely black i wake up the next morning and i'm in my hotel room and i'm in my underwear 
and the door is wide open and there is a fucking blizzard going on and there's snow flying into the room i'm like holy shit i'm like how the fuck did i get here like i don't remember anything i look out and in the parking lot my truck is parked between two cars with less than a foot between them backed in perfectly and my window is down so i knew that means i couldn't open the door and i had to crawl out the window <laughs> i'm like i'm i I'm, I wish I had a cell phone at the time so I could have taken a picture of it because that was like that was the moment where I'm like I can drink and drive and nothing will ever happen because there's no way that truck should be backed in between those two cars. It should be like smashed sideways into the front of those two cars. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Like honestly, and that's why I like I don't want my kids to ever drink and drive because you do get filled with that false bravado that yeah, oh that shit confidence. Never, yeah nothing's ever gonna happen to me fucking i i yeah no <laughs> holy shit i'm so lucky to be alive like so so lucky but i'll be damned if i i don't know of a better drunk driver ever <laughs> that sounds like a good place to wrap it up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking crazy though dude <laughs> yeah yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, I oh. again, I was a little wilder back in my day. <laughs> this was a fun episode, guys. Day. We we covered yeah. some weird fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what what was the original topic? What what what, what was the whole idea of this having this episode? <laughs> well, we had a real shaky start with ancient aliens. <laughs> yeah. And then we found our groove. Yep. We talked some politics and then finished with drinking stories. This was good shit. Yeah. You guys talked politics. Yeah. Sorry. We'll bring up that stick next time. Bring yeah. up what? Nothing. What? Didn't we bring that up this time? Did we? I don't know. Probably. What up? Probably there had to be. There had, there was, yeah, I was going to say there was dildo talk or something somewhere in there. <laughs> there was definitely yeah. dildo talk. Did you say bring up butt sex next time? <laughs> <laughs> I think that silence is a yes. <laughs> Maybe. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, for coming on. This was awesome. Yep. And um, uh, David, do you want to plug some of your podcasts? Uh, catch me on the Supercast. We're recording. What's tonight? Thursday. So we're recording tomorrow night. Uh, Tales from the Yard. When we get around to doing that, we were on a little bit of a break because I had a shitty schedule and fucking christmas time and shit so yeah that's where you can catch me right on eric uh you still doing cause buddies yeah me and brooke are trying to schedule uh, another time to do one I, it didn't work out the last couple of times so hopefully this weekend if i get a hold of her but we're doing cause buddies which is a podcast about um conventions and different avenues that we see them or attend them right on right on Kyle, any podcasts in your future? Coming up with anything? I don't know. Maybe this yeah. one again, because it was pretty fun. Awesome. Absolutely, dude. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. And until next time, this has been Starkcast. 
If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to Startcast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me a run of those too.